Is this a podcast? Episode seven. Episode seven. I believe. We believe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have some topics today. We're going to go over. We're going to talk about the 50 50 situation. We're going to talk about um, the taboo topic of sex and K pop. And we're going to be going over our list of, um, you know, Dirty Dozens, top 12 songs. of the first half of the year. But before we get into that, man, we have a special guest with us today. We have a freelance writer who's written for a lot of different organizations and done a lot of great interviews. We have Natasha here with Hi. us today. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you guys. How are you? Doing Very great. Good. Just to let everybody know, this is not our first time talking to not Natasha. We've no. Been- <laughs> yeah, we've had like very long, long conversations. Beautiful that conversations. Some, part of them yeah. wasn't even being recorded. We were just talking. It yeah. was hanging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, one of my favorite um, podcast recordings was you guys came on. We talked about the bonnet of salvation. Oh, my- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh Jackson, Jackson, yeah. whatever that, his name was. That is actually one of my like highest listened to podcasts. No, when I don't you say that. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, listen, my favorite, one of my favorites. It was so good. So thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm really grateful. <laughs> that's actually that's dope. Crazy. I, I would have never knew that. That's crazy. <laughs> so, um, you know, before we get into the topics, we just wanted to talk to you. Um, obviously, we know some of this information, but mm. could you tell the people how did you get into freelance writing? What made you want to get into it? And how did you take that and end up into the k-pop section of writing oh loaded question first of all am i allowed to swear yeah 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 yeah, yeah, for sure okay cool just just in case anything slips out um (laughs) my girl (laughs) um so how did i get into writing uh i mean it's a little personal so i had actually always loved writing i'm one of those people i like i had uh diaries all the time so I'd write my parents will tell you that I would um daily make lists of who I hated in the world and they would usually feature in the top three (laughs) they should know because they read my diary um so I've always I've always loved writing but I ended up going into law um I was going to be a human rights lawyer and long story short I worked in the civil service for a year and a half, um, I was working in immigration, litigation, casework, and I quit uh, due to, maybe I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> um, I quit. And I would always be in my mom's kitchen just talking about world events. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, do you realize that instead of standing in the kitchen ranting, you could be writing this down? I was like, that is an excellent point. Uh, so I started doing that round about the time that I had just discovered K-pop. So when I would be writing about the Met Gala and Trevor Noah, I started writing about BTS. And then I realized that I didn't want to do law anymore. It, it had been on my mind anyway. Um, because, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to do it. And this was at the time um my dad had stage four cancer Mm. and I was having to be his main carer and even while I was 
helping him with everything, going to the hospital, doing chemo, I was like still obsessively writing. And I figured out that this is what I wanted to do. And guys, I'm such a crybaby. I would cry. <laughs> I would cry all the time because I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do law anymore. And I want to do this because I'm reading all these articles, especially about K-pop and all these people who are writing suck. Like, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Call them out. Yeah. That like, I'm reading the most trash articles of little research and I know I can do better, but I don't know how. And so I spent essentially 2018 and 2019 probably harassing every journalist who writes about K-pop well to be like, so you like K-pop, I like K-pop. We're both weird. So um, <laughs> be my friend and help me figure out how to do this. And so when I figured out, when I figured out that part and I had help, I then did my master's in, in journalism. And I will say this, this is very sweet of my dad. Uh, when I figured that out, um, he was like, okay, let's do this. So you need to do your master's degree. And he was filling in my university applications while hooked up to chemo. So uh -huh. I actually didn't apply for any of the universities myself. My dad was just like, give me your stuff. I'm going to do this for you. Um, and yeah. Um, but how did I get into writing for the people that I wrote for? It was a combination of literally some guy came to my mom's Airbnb and taught me how to pitch. Like he just turned up and taught me how to do it. Mm. And the other, once I figured out the bare bones of how to do that, I turned into a complete and utter psychopath. So I would be like scouring the internet for every editor's email address or phone number. One time I actually called up the headquarters of GQ. Mm. Wow. And I was just like, I want to, I want to speak to this person because I need his email address because I need to pitch him about BTS. So you know, how do we make this work? <laughs> <laughs> and and so yeah, those are the those are the things that I have done in order to do the stuff that I have done now. And I think that's okay because even when I was doing my degree, um, I had other journalists say that you know you've got to do insane things in order to do well. And I think I can pretty much say that I've done some really insane things and harassed a lot of people to get to where I am and written about topics that most people would think, well, this doesn't mesh together. How did you think, how did you come up with the idea that K-pop should be instrumental in Black Lives Matter? But here we are. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I don't know. Guys, I feel like I've waffled. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're good. <laughs> Details. Yeah, yeah, love waffles. Yeah, I love. Yeah, we we uh we <laughs> we're uh, big proponents of you actually just you know being yourself yes. and just speaking yes. out. You know, you're, thank you. Because I mean, sometimes some of us have to like talk it through, right? You gotta you gotta talk through the situation as it comes to you, and you may remember some aspects and like you know. But I, I actually like that breakdown. That was actually really really deep. Yes. But uh, so okay. Okay, so after you get, you know, your your foot kind of in the door, what was mm. your first interview with actual uh, K-pop, actual K-pop act? Okay, I'll never for, I'll never forget my first interview. Um, my first interview was with Eric Nam, mm. and it oh. was for 
and it was for the Grammys. That was my very first one. Um, and I specifically remember that I had, um, his team had reached out to me for the interview and I was just so shook. I was like, why does Eric Nam's team know who I am? <laughs> um, because like full disclosure, I knew about Eric Nam before I even knew what K-pop was. So mm. my mom and I discovered him because when Black Panther came out, my mom and I watched every press interview that mm. any of the cast did. So we ended up watching their press run in South Korea. And that's how we found out who Eric Nam was because he was, he had interviewed them. I think he was even had meant to have done like a film of Chadwick. And wow. I remember, yeah, I remember he, Ryan Coogler, Ryan Coogler, Lupita and Michael B. Jordan all were singing boys to men all my life. So it was, no, it wasn't, no, it wasn't boys to men. It was Casey and Jojo. Oh, Casey and sorry. Jojo. Casey yeah. and Jojo. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Casey and Jojo, and they were all just sing singing together. And I was like, who is this man? <laughs> I've never seen that. I, I feel like that. I have seen that, actually. I gotta see that. I feel like, I, I, I listen, I'm gonna send it to you. I promise I'll send it to you on Twitter. So, I, I've just, I've always enjoyed Eric's music. So anyway, um, his team reached out, and I was like, shit. And then <laughs> I pitched, and I remember... At the time, because Teen Vogue, th this is maybe I had written about four uh, four articles for Teen Vogue, but Eric Nam's over the age of 30. And generally, sometimes exceptions are made, but generally if someone's over the age of 30, they're outside the age de demographic. I mean, obviously right. it's called Teen Vogue. Um, so I pitched a whole bunch of publications and none of them would take it. And I was mm. so like sad because I was like, I really want to do it. And Claire, who is the editor at Team Vogue, she was like, have you tried the Grammys? And I was like, girl, what? Are you serious? <laughs> like, that is the Grammys. Why on earth would, like, it doesn't make sense. No. And then I remembered, wait, in, in your madness, like this was July, in your madness in April, you had actually pitched them. And obviously it didn't go through. I don't know what I was doing. Um, so I had the editor's email address. So I was like, okay, I'll try. I I emailed him and I think in be in between like 10 to 20 minutes, he said yes. Wow. <laughs> and this was um this was around the same time that Harper Collins had emailed me and asked me to write a book. So when I got the email, I pro I kid you not. Um, I, cause I live in a flat, I guess you guys call it apartments. I went downstairs and started hyperventilating on the street. Okay. I started, hy I started hyperventilating. Um, and I called my friend cause then I started hyperventilating and crying. And I sat and she was like, I was sitting underneath a tree like with my head between my legs and I know that everyone thought that I was just so insane because I was like no but this like this shouldn't be happening to me I don't understand how this is happening I don't know why the Grammys have said yes like this is my first interview I have no experience doing this like everyone has made a mistake <laughs> 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 oh 
no, no. More. I was like, why, why has, why are all these very good things happening to me in the space of one week? Um, but needless to say, Eric Nam is very lovely, probably one of the best interviews I have done. Very, very candid, just like a very interesting man to talk to. And I just love everything that he is doing with Dive Studios, him and his brothers. Yeah. He's also yeah. a really good performer. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him last year and he is just so personal with the crowd. Like he's just Eric, can we be friends, please? <laughs> can we be friends? Because you're just you're so you're just such a sweet guy. And he's I feel like he's also very principled because we also spoke about Black Lives Matter. The time was very fresh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he just he was speaking on like, oh, Eric, man, I just I want you to win. I love you. <laughs> I agree, man. His his whole platform and everything he does is I, I love. Every time I check him out, it's just he's just so always intuitive with the yeah. audience and everything he does. I love it. So I agree. He just seems like such a good vibes human being, and I yeah. love. Mm. I've been seeing him at the fashion weeks at like New York and Paris. I'm loving seeing him in his fashion bag. Oh, Listen, <laughs> I love seeing a man in his fashion bag. Oh my gosh, it does something to me. I'm just like, sir, yes. <laughs> so uh, out of curiosity, I mean, obviously this this topic isn't only K-pop generated, mm-hmm. but like, you know, you've done K-pop interviews. You've actually interviewed some of the biggest acts in K-pop. However, that's, that's true. You've, you've also interviewed some of the biggest actors in the world and actresses. I've seen you at some of these red carpets. Which one mm-hmm. gets you more nervous? Is it a K-pop interview or is it an interview of one of these red carpets when somebody mm-hmm. like the star of Into the Spider-Verse is standing right in front of you? <laughs> um, Ooh, I think it depends. I think it depends on my personal connection to what that actor or what that person's music has done for me i will say this i didn't expect to have the internal reaction to twice that i had mm. um because i i am a casual i am a can i speak Tasha, words correctly <laughs> i am a words. casual listener of twice i appreciate them and what they have built i think as they have matured in their womanhood i have started to enjoy them more and more but at the time i was like okay i enjoy the music i know who each member is i already have my bias which is momo um listen gang gang um um, but i was like i really felt like i would go into the twice interview fine Mm -hmm. And then Momo looked at me. Oh, uh. <laughs> I understand completely. I mean, and, and she's just, like, bear in mind, this is Zoom. We're not even in person. Oh, um, digital eyes. <laughs> it's that glare. I, and, and here's the thing about me. I refuse to lose my shit in front of celebrities ever. And I have been that way like before I even knew I wanted to do this. So I remember meeting McFly, the like British rock group in Asda. Mm. And I remember my, my, my then best friend and I, we were holding each other. We were just there like, we are not going to scream. We are not being <laughs> like those fans over there. We are not screaming what we are going to do. We're going to have yes, decorum. Standards. We we will yes. scream in the toilet, but we will not scream in front of them. I, f- I love that. I love that. So, 
So I, I like, I refuse to lose my shit in front of like celebrities. I feel like the only person that would bring it out of me is Beyonce. Like, because <laughs> Beyonce and Debbie Allen, I will cry and I'll throw up and I'll probably throw up blood. But um, <laughs> I say all, I say all this to say when Momo looked at me, I almost blurted out, you're my bias. And I was like, hard <laughs> hoss. <laughs> So I think that's that's the most like visceral K-pop reaction that I've had. Um, I think what was it? I would say red carpet. I was. I can't say the name of one man because he's in a lot of trouble right now, and my feelings towards him have changed. I feel like you guys know who I'm talking about. Understandable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will say, um, standing in front of like. Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta Jones because mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, you're Hollywood royalty. My my parents know who you are. Mm-hmm. And I was just there like, wow, I am talking to you. <laughs> okay. And we're here. Because again, it's one of those things. I had accidental word vomit because the PR had told me Michael Douglas is only giving one question. Mm-hmm. And usually on the red carpet, they'll let you have three. But sometimes, you know, you know, due to timing or, you know, yeah. the status of the celebrity, they can change their mind. So Michael Douglas had one question and he gets in front of me and I have my question ready. And I look at him and I look at Catherine Zeta Jones and I blurt out, do y'all know that you're matching? <laughs> As if, well, <laughs> oh, question gone. But, but the thing is, though, they loved it and we just had like a oh. whole conversation about like we were just there oh. having a conversation it was like you know they were like you know when you're married for as long as we are you do some Catherine zeta jones told me that she can forge his signature oh that's <laughs> not honest because she was like we she was like we even write like each other now and they're like okay so you can proceed with your question and i was like oh thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> that's great oh but it actually ended up being the question, the answer that my manager loved the most. Oh, so God. stuff like that is cool. But I'll say the person that I was like the most hyped to see was Daniel Kaluuya because obviously, oh, oh shut up. I mean, the, Did I you mean, love first his character of, and then Spider uh, across the Spider Verse. I let across me tell Spider-Verse, you, yes. let me tell you something. <laughs> I, I am the chief of staff. When it comes to Spider Punk's campaign, (laughs) (laughs) we need that Hobie movie. Yes. Listen, if he has a thousand fans, I am in it. If he has a hundred, I am in it. If he has one, I am that person. And if there is none, it means I'm dead. (laughs) Yes. I love that character. He is so cool. But yeah, I feel like Daniel's amazing. Like, obviously, I'm I'm Brit I'm British mm. I'm Black British. He's like also he's African. He's Ugandan, and mm. I have been watching this man since he was in Skins. Mm. Oh, I know that show. <laughs> he was in uh, one of my favorite shows. I listen, <laughs> Skins. If you know, you know. Yeah, shout yeah, out. Man. Yeah, okay, <laughs> love that show. That's yeah, I, I mean I mean Skins was the British euphoria. Like yeah. 15 years before Euphoria. Long time ago. So he was yeah. like a teenager in, in that. Yeah. I, could, I didn't even know that. I got to check back in that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. So I have been watching his stuff since then. And obviously you look at like Get Out, Black Panther. And I was yeah. just like, I was so excited and so proud 
And so when I was just like, like, let me talk to you guys. And it didn't make it into like the final cut of what I put out for Reuters. But we were, I don't know if you guys know this, but he has a, he has a thing called the DSS. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. No. Okay. So the DSS is like him, Damson Indris. Damson's the one that's going out with Lori Harvey. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. um, I, the guy from I don't Snowfall. know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if Giggs is in it. But it's a couple of like black famous guys from London. But the DSS is the Dark Skin Society. And... Oh, <laughs> I got a fly. And they put out videos where they're with each other and they're joking and bantering. And they was like, who, like who's the head of the DSS Society? And I think there was one video where uh, Giggs is like a UK, uh, UK rapper, like does grime. And he's like, one of the guys and they were mm. like can gigs be in it because you know i think gigs is like my complexion but regardless so i was on the red carpet i was like now that we've got all the professional stuff out the way sir i have not seen the dark skin society in a while and i i just want to understand like where's the foot like i'm so we were just uh, there having like loads of banter about that and i love stuff like that it's pretty cool <laughs> that's great that's great john boyega's not in there i feel like he is <laughs> okay okay i feel like and I would love to do a red carpet where they're there together because mm. I've seen some red carpet clips where they've just like snuck up on each other. And it's just been like this beautiful black boy joy moment. And I just like, <laughs> I, I I don't know. It's fun. Well, I'm, I mean, Idris got to be like the grandfather again. of that. <laughs> Not the grandfather. I'm just saying Idris is older, right? He got to be the grandfather. He's got like 10 years on all, almost everybody you mentioned. I feel like uncle. he's probably the uncle. Yeah, at least uncle. uncle. Yeah, at least yeah, uncle. Yeah, he's the uncle. <laughs> Okay, that's that's understandable. Yeah. Um, so, uh, out of curiosity, like you know, you've been doing this for a while, and you've learned a lot. You've interviewed a lot of people. Is there like any advice you'd give somebody? Uh, like, if you can go back and talk to yourself mm-hmm. before the Eric Nam interview, is there anything that you would tell that Natasha, like, to do going forward to maybe fast track mm-hmm. getting to where you're at now mentally? Because I'm pretty sure you have a different level of comfortability and polish in the way you do things and everything like that. Mm. I know it's a loaded mm. question. It <laughs> is. I, I wouldn't fast track anything because I feel mm. like everything that I did led me to where I am in the position to, to do those things. I guess I would tell her that you've done a lot of crying. And you've received a lot of no's because I think that's the thing that people don't know. Like you can, it's a blessing for people to see the stuff that I have done. If you if you knew the number of no's that I have got, um, I guess I would tell her, please stop taking the no's so personally. You haven't got any better at it, so just just start now. And I would also tell her, you know that. Being unapologetically yourself is what's got you to where you are. So, mm. yeah. So, yeah. You're a stan and you're a nut job on Twitter, but you also work really, really hard. And that's okay. <laughs> um, stop crying as much. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't. I think I'll be better at giving other people advice than giving my my younger self advice. Um. And I, I, I guess I said to everyone else, we need more black people. I beg, we need more black people <laughs> in the space. Like, oh my gosh, I think that that that's what I think. I know that is my mission. I'm just like, 
we need more people of color to be in the journalistic space. Like, my goodness, I just want to let everyone know that with hard work, you actually can do it. You can. I promise you, you can. So please, please, please join us. (laughs) Do not let anyone tell you that you, you don't have a you you don't have the right to be here you absolutely do and you would make it so much more fun if you were here y'all hear them y'all better yeah, y'all better yeah. join up get the writing <laughs> get the writing y'all come on now <laughs> and, and if not writing get a mic my god there you go yeah there you go i mean just you guys i see what you do i'm just saying we, we try we you try know, we trying try. We try. I actually, I actually enjoy writing, but I hate it at the same time. Mm. Like once I get started, it's really fun, and I don't want to stop until sun breaks my concentration. But as I'm thinking about it, I'm, I'm just really, I really procrastinate. Like oh, I don't want to feel like doing this, and then start <laughs> I, like, oh, I'm having a ball. Let's keep going. Yeah, I procrastinate all the time. Do you know how long it takes me to write an intro for one of those articles I write? Forty eight hours. <laughs> oh, okay. oh wow. I can, I can imagine. I can, I can, yeah, yeah. It is, it, it's the thing that stresses me out the most. But mm. once I start writing, I have, I have, do, I have done things where I've been like, I start writing maybe eight, nine in the morning and I don't eat or drink anything till four because I'm just in the zone. Like, I know this sounds weird, but sometimes I like see, like, I will sometimes dream that I'm writing. I'll, I'll mm. see the letters and the words in my head and I wake up, I'm like, I have to write that down. Wouldn't it wouldn't it be easier to write an intro like after you've seen how the interview goes? Because it's like yeah. you kind of now know how to arc the article. Oh, I definitely write the intro once that's all done. And okay. to me, that's the hardest part. Oh, yeah. yeah, it drives me up the wall. Got a <sighs> uh, no, not after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a quick question. Just because. Yes, because I know nothing. Um, but why Why is it harder to write the intro after the interview? I just believe I'm bad at it. Mm. Oh. Okay. I, 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 <sighs> I just... Okay. I, we don't have to go there. It's okay. Well, I know from, like, I would think, this is just me from an outsider standpoint of view, that intro is important to get the, the, the reader yeah. focused on the rest of the article. I mean, anything you do is always that first intro paragraph. It's that first 15 seconds of a video or anything. Yeah. Yeah. you got to get that intention. That, and you, like, you and you're focus. telling someone's story in like 350 yeah, words. Like, like me personally, I probably shouldn't be putting this out there as a writer, but I hate writing profile. I hate writing profile pieces. It's not, it's not my strength. So profile is... Like when you, when you tell a story in the interview, but you're inserting their quotes into Uh, the paragraph and then that's profile or feature. And then you have question and answer, which I feel like I'm better at. So that's just where you do like the intro and then it's like question, answer, question. I mean, it's, it's the easier one, but I feel like I'm better at it. I really, it, it takes more out of me to write that one to write the profile piece um but it's like just telling someone's and i always want to tell someone's story with such respect Mm. 
but also with yeah, like the right thing. amount of truth in it. And also like if you manage to like get their quotes in it where they just say something that's so juicy that it like builds into the story. I, that just means so much to me. And I guess that's why I struggle so hard with writing it. Mm. Yeah, I could I could see that easily. And, and the reason why I say that is because I'm I'm. It feels like when you do that, like basically what you were saying, a profile is it's almost like you're framing the story a specific way. So it's, yes, it's almost like diluting what they because you can angle it any way you want. Right. It's damn near like what Fox News does with the story. They tell the story a specific way and it leads to a specific decision. Like. Uh, a, a specific perception from the listener. Same way with MSNBC. They'll tell you the same exact story Fox News told you, but they're going to mm. tell it to you from a liberal point of view as opposed to a conservative point of view. And it's the same story, but everything around the quotes angle the quote a specific way. But when you're just, when you're actually doing question and answering, you're letting them speak and it's kind of like allowing them, their story to kind of come through they're framing it their way yeah from their that's, yeah that's, that's what it seems like to me i mean the thing is though you can get a profile i have read some just like amazing profiles like what is it is it e jung who did this profile on michaela cole uh she's the one who she's in black panther 2 and she's also oh why has her bbc show left my name Michaela Cole was yeah. Oh, oh, you're talking. I may destroy you. I may may destroy you. Oh, that too. Yeah, Yeah. incredible and chewing gum as well. Incredible woman. The piece that he wrote on her is like it's how I hold up profiles. I was like, if I if I can't write like him, then what is the point? (laughs) (laughs) Um. But yeah, I just, I, I just want to write about people with the respect that they deserve. So, I understand. Yeah, I got, a, I got a question. Um, so I, I dabbled in comedy uh, stories. Um, had table reads. Ace was on a couple of those as well. Cool. Um, I can. Quite, you're funny. I can tell. Oh uh, no, I'm not. But I will say this though. <laughs> no, um, you really are. I watch reactions. You, you know, you know okay, how to frame a joke. You know how okay, to frame stop. a joke. Should I'm I have to say nice, nice things? <laughs> receive the compliment sir okay receive <laughs> transaction accepted thank you but I, I will say this have you dabbled in any creative writing i understand um when it comes to like interviews and dealing with artists more of on a realistic point of view have you ever kind of like kind of dabbled with some of the creative side of things where you're like hey you know i see this certain artist but you know what happens if they're in a different world and or whatever the case is it's something creative I'm making faces because I'm not sure if I want to answer this. <laughs> okay, <song>. everybody. Oh. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> no shame. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, she, might, she might not be ready to talk about something. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> got stuff in the works? No, no, I don't, no, no, I don't have anything in the oh, works. Okay, like, okay, I, okay. I mean, I was going to say, does writing fan fiction count? <laughs> Oh, that's okay. cool. Yeah, yeah, come, on. Come, on. come on. Oh, when I tell you, I spent maybe when, when did B2K come out? <laughs> uh, what, oh, four? <laughs> no, no, it was, no, it was 2001. So I've spent from like the age of like 11 to 
18, writing fan fiction of every single one of my favorite. Like, oh, uh. B2, B2K, B5. If you knew the things that I oh, wrote about. B5. B5. <laughs> wow. People, people are probably, back. yo, people are like, B5. Yeah, B5. Listen, <laughs> that's an R&B deep cut. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got, I, I got into them to I, replace I bought that B2, album, by the way. B2. So that I, I I got into them to replace B2K in my heart. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, yeah, my oh my goodness, my friends and I set up websites just for us to write fan fiction, and I used to write them in my diary. I remember one time my dad found my fan fiction. Oh, Ooh. that was a that, you know, and was... you know, and I had such an active and maybe more adult like my brain was way more adult than like my physical self. And I'm so grateful that my dad was just there. Like I read that we won't be talking about that. Um, but, but just know that I know that this is, this is there. I was like, huh, okay. Um, so I haven't done much creative. I cannot believe I admitted that. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> That's love. That's oh all love. <laughs> I, I don't think I've admitted to anyone. <laughs> I... We got the TRC exclusive. All right. Oh my use God. the children. We know the drill. I mean, and you know, and when I, maybe one day, maybe that's something I could do because even when I was younger, this, and I was a lot, because I saw that when you guys were reacting to Super Shy, Dame was like, I'd never watched the Powerpuff Girls. And I was there like, excuse me. <laughs> Classic. So what, what I used to do when I was like a child, I would, I would take paper and I would, draw the powerpuff girls but i would draw i would write my own my own like episodes yeah. of what okay. they got of what they did so okay. i would take the framework of like they're at the kindergarten school but and this is the villain and i would write my own i i actually made like my own mini book of the powerpuff girls but with my own story nice <laughs> yes I don't know. So you guys have actually unlocked the side of me that I forgot existed. <laughs> Man, that's great. That's great. That's love. A whole nother creative section that had had been lost to the the aether. <laughs> but I just want to let anyone know that if you try and find my fan fiction, first of all, it is not under my name. Second of all, that those websites are down. And third of all, the books are in my house. You will never find what I wrote. You will never in this life found out the things that I said about Patrick Breeding. So just <laughs> said it now. Oh, man. Oh, man, I love that. I love that. That was great. That was great. Well, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> okay. I mean, if you guys have questions, you want to move to the topics? We can move to the topics. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, Thank you. So, <clears throat> uh, let's come out. Okay, so the 50-50 situation is an absolute mess um, between the CEO and producer issues along with the songwriter issues, coaching accusations, a member requiring surgery, all the way to the talks about the girls wanting out of their label. I want to know, what do you guys make of all of this and who are you siding with in this situation? Anybody specifically want to go first? If not, I'll go first. Go ahead. Doesn't matter. Uh, I'm... I'm pretty um on record and uh, based on all of this stuff online i see that i'm going to be kind of going against popular sentiment here i'm always in favor of the artists 
always, even if the artist may seem like they're wrong in a situation. Um, obviously, this situation seems to be really crazy. Every day, it seems like the story is slightly changing. There's slightly more information. I watched some stuff this morning, and that seemed like it was even more information coming out that said some of the other information I saw prior was incorrect. Uh, so based off of what I see, it seems like they signed to the label, right? They were amongst 12 other trainees, and they're the ones that got picked. The person that picked them helped them write the first couple songs and then wasn't involved anymore. He removed himself from the situation for whatever reason. Uh, the label kind of does their thing. The first album doesn't do that well. The second album takes off due to TikTok uh, for Cupid. We didn't react to that. I think you may have reacted to I that. Did. Mm -hmm. But I, all of us have heard the song is everywhere. Uh, they went with the uh, English version. The English version of the song blew up. And uh, then one of the members got hurt. I'm not sure of the girl members' names. Um, the members of the names of the group. One of the girls got hurt, needed surgery. Uh, things, the rumors about... Other labels trying to poach them from the label started flying around. You know, they're saying the CEO was a really nice guy. He sold his car to help get the album off the ground and things of that nature. I know I'm kind of all over the place with the story. I'm just trying to let people know my understanding of what happened. Uh, the girls are saying that they want out of the deal because of the label leaking the surgery. But people are believing it's because they're greedy and they want money. Look. Labels are always greedy at the end of the day. They always are going to extract everything they can from these individuals. Uh, are they wrong for having the label and the CEO sell his car to get them off? Look, people always talk about business, right? In business, people make deals. I saw people saying, hey, he should just recast the group with four new members. I'm like, whoa. Like, uh, I'm going to get to that in a second. Uh -huh. But as far as the girls go... Um, were they ungrateful? I'm pretty sure they worked just as hard as the CEO and everybody did to get things off the ground. I'm pretty sure the CEO didn't necessarily pay them a, a crap ton of money up front just because when you look at contracts, that's pretty much how they're written. Uh, they're gonna, the label's going to say, I had to pay for your room and board. I had to pay to feed you. I had to pay for this, that, this, and that. Everything, all the money that was made, because everybody's looking at how many albums they sold, streams and everything. All of that probably went to the CEO, and he probably wrapped up everything in a bow and extra, basically saying that this extra stuff, I also get to keep that as well. I'm pretty sure they didn't necessarily make a crap ton of money off of these records. I'm pretty sure the CEO made his car money back. Pretty sure he made above and beyond that. I'm pretty sure he's a great guy from everything I've written. Due to the fact that he's a great guy, I'm pretty sure it won't be hard for him to find new artists to sign to the label and to do this all over again. But uh, the girls are getting a lot of hate. They're saying, oh, look at one of them was wearing like a $2,000 hoodie or $8,000 hoodie in this video. Look, when you're a popping artist, labels give. I mean, uh, they don't get that. They don't. <laughs> they give you stuff to yeah. wear because you're popular. People, they want you. Yeah. Don't think the CEO is buying them no. like Louis Vuitton <laughs> sneakers. No, Louis Vuitton is sending that. They're like, yo, yeah. this group is popping. I want them seen in my stuff. Yeah. You know, I watched the videos and a DJ Khaled was showing a wall of Jordans that don't come out for years that they just sent him because he was popular on TikTok. And they're like, you're going to wear these in the videos, right? You know what I mean? So, Can I also add, 
yeah, go that ahead. you will find that even the biggest celebrities, like I just saw a video of Issa Rae. I don't know which um, jewelry like brand sent her, but she was wearing like something like $1 million worth of jewelry. I don't know if it was from Tiffany or Cartier, whatever. But also they have to give that back. Mm -hmm. yeah. so what you're seeing whatever is flashing off in like you know the music video whatever it could be a situation where they were like thank you baby girl for wearing this for all of two hours of this music video we will be taking this right back thank you thank you mm -hmm. i was like okay oh my goodness she was wearing a 200 dollar hoodie now what <laughs> you want them to look poor in their music video <laughs> <laughs> Because if they, because it gets what if they look, especially as especially as visual heavy as K-pop is, if they yeah. don't look like they're styling and profiling, you're not going to aspire to want to yep. invest in them. Yep. Mm -hmm. You're not going to want to. You're not going to buy their albums. You're not going to go to their fan meets. You won't support them winning Inky Guy or M Countdown or whatever. They have to look like they've been popping from day. Right. Yeah. Sorry, that just made me really annoyed. I'm gonna. <laughs> no, 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 that, no, that was good. Yeah. But you know, like I said, I'm in favor of the girls. Uh it like it, it using the excuse of the surgery thing to get out of the deal. I mean, it might be a crappy uh excuse. However, the labels use crappy excuses all day. Look at this the information about NCT's contracts being extended for going on tour in America. I was like, what the fuck? Like that makes mm. absolutely no sense. The labels always get the the long end of the stick and the artists always get the short end of the stick so the and the other thing i want to point out is people love music they don't necessarily love the industry you know i see jenny catching flack because she said she doesn't like being an idol and then she even said something to clean it up right after but everybody's like oh you need to leave black pink and stop being an idol for saying those bro y'all tripping and this is basically i'm speaking to the netizens right because they're the ones that are super crazy most of the people that listen to our podcast, I don't think they're netizens. But at the end of the day, the netizens are tripping. Recast a group with four new members. Do y'all care about members of groups? Like, I was talking to my wife about this earlier, right? I love Gio, right? Mm -hmm. Twice. New, my, my bias now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if we put Gio on... Uh, I mean, this might sound like it's not related, but it is. If we put Gio uh, on Psycho, you know how the opening note is? Mm -hmm. Do you think it would sound right? Like I love Gio, but Gio, Gio singing that opening note, that ooh, I get what you I, mean. I, I, yeah, you know, I get what you mean. If you put Sogi in to sing "Talk That Talk," well, it won't, it won't sound right. right. Like these members aren't as in, in, like interchangeable as people think they are. Like some are, but some actually mean something. If you put yes, four somehow. new girls in fifty-fifty, Cupid's gonna sound like a totally different song. So. Are y'all, are y'all, do y'all like the groups or do y'all, because people are like, only the names popping, nobody knows the members. Like, okay, so that's is very that, dismissive. So is oh, that the, then how come the, they're on the Bobby soundtrack? Oh, shut up. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> that's what the thing is. They're trying to, there is the members trying to get out or the label the, trying to replace them? So the members are trying to get out, but the netizens are basically saying, like, who cares about them anyway? They're stubborn, they're selfish. They're spoiled, they're spoiled brats. brats. But they're the reasons why you like the songs. Apparently to them, they're not. They like it because of the group 50-50. And it's just like, some of this stuff just sounds crazy to me when you read like some of the details <laughs> of the story. And I was just like, look, I'm in, I'm in favor of the girls. I'm sorry the CEO had to sell his car to get his label off the ground. But people have to make... 
people have to make these decisions all the time to yeah. get something that they want. You know what I'm saying? Like when we rebuilt the studio, like we were in a negative. ZNDP was just like, yeah, we keep ordering more shit. <laughs> and we ain't got the money to pay for I'm just saying, like, you people have to do stuff like that in business to get ahead. Right. I mean, it ended up paying off. However, it's like these are decisions that have to be made. I'm not gonna feel sorry for the CEO because he sold his car to pay for the song. He made that money back, y'all. Don't think he didn't. And and don't end up hating the people that are making the music when the people that they're not the ones there to seeing the money for real, yo. They get so their money this, way on the back end. Is this a case yeah. of just like we didn't know we were gonna be this successful? Now we don't need y'all, we can just replace y'all. That's always the case. Yeah. No, I don't know, like, not necessarily. Isn't it but isn't it netizens that are saying that oh just replace them? That yes. hasn't necessarily come from like the the record companies camp. Correct. The okay. CEO, oh, okay. the CEO is trying to reconcile the whole okay. situation and bring them back into the fold. Okay. However, okay. the netizens are like, screw them. They just just replace them and continue with the with the group. And that's the mm. problem with the all the netizens, in my opinion. It's just the fact that you can deem something as expendable. Like you can just deem something as oh, they they don't matter anyway. Like who? Are, yeah, you consume the music, you you buy it and everything like that, but I don't know. That's just so selfish to me. Yeah, it's, it's also, I, I know it's I also takes get away, away their topic, takes but. away their humanity. Oh, I'm sorry, I yes, interrupted yes, you. Yes. No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, it also takes away their humanity. What do you mean that they're expendable? Oh, what do you mean yeah. that? Oh, anyone else can do it? Can they? <laughs> let let let's just let's just see that emotion. Let's take some other four girls. And just have them sing Cupid and see if it's the same. Because I don't know, man. This thing is That's really your average survival me. show, actually. When you and, and it don't sound right. Me and 1080p watched the Are You Next. It was uh, three of the girls, and I think they did they did Psycho. They did Psycho from Red Velvet. And we kind of just looked at each other like, yeah, that ain't it. <laughs> that ain't Psycho. I mean, it was something. It was they, crazy. Yeah, they yeah. But it wasn't Psycho. It was right. Psycho. You know what but, I mean? But but it's also like when you watch like the end of year shows and you see like another collection, maybe you'll see one group or you'll see different members of different groups do like, um, I don't know. I, I'm just giving an example. You'll see them do BTS's Blood, Sweat and Tears or you'll see them do EXO Love Shot. And right. you'll bear in mind, you're talking about other idols who are very great in their group. Yes. But when you see them come and do that song, it's like, this is nice. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the homage, but that's the line it. <laughs> like, yeah. no, you're watching and you're just like, we appreciate the effort yeah. that you are yeah. putting right. in. Right, right. And, and it's not to say that we're even like, like shading you or not, but it's like, it doesn't hit the same. So for someone to say, oh, we just cared about the name 50-50, no, you didn't. No, no, you didn't. You didn't. How many times has Gao, uh murdered somebody's record and made it sound like 10 times better? Like he did, killed his love. Yeah, with like oh, a rock yeah. or with a rock vibe. Yeah, yeah. That but that's because he put his own identity to yeah, it. Into he it. didn't just try to mimic or like do a cover. Like he mm. did it with his own flavor. So Karaoke. I think that's kind of different. Somebody did an R and B version of "Kill His Love" on "It's Love." Remember, and we were going crazy over it. It wasn't in mix. I can't remember who it was, but. Somebody took a song and turned it into like an R and B vibe, and we were just like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa was it Kill This Love? Was it? I, think, I don't think it was. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't Kill This Love. 
But I think we I do remember Ace, you talking about A- Ace did somebody's cover on this live and they made it sound amazing. You got me one of But Ace now. know how to do a cover. Yeah. That that group, <laughs> they know how to do a cover. I would give it to them. I mean, I will just say this. Um me personally, I'm always gonna be on the side of the artist because it, it doesn't matter whether it's the Western music industry, because we've seen this. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally before we did this recording, it came up on my YouTube, the video of how Left Eye was explaining how TLC had sold oh, yeah. 10 million records Ooh. and, and had to declare bankruptcy. Yeah. It's happened to TLC. It's happened to Tony Braxton. So many. LL um, <laughs> Cool J was not happy about his 10 album contract. We've mm-hmm. just seen Megan Thee Stallion come out of hers, and I've read that some of that Summer Walker's contract is a it's mess. Similar, yeah. Allegedly, I just read some no, of them. I'm company. pretty sure it is. I'm pretty <laughs> sure yeah. it is. Like, mm-hmm. and we have. I'm trying not to get heated, but have we not <laughs> just seen this year alone some of the biggest names in K-pop come out and say our contract is fucked? Mm-hmm. Mm. Tayan, Tayan apparently is going through something, and uh, you know we just had EXOs like uh, they, they just like fixed that situation. Yeah. We see the Luna situation. It's, like the Luna situation was so public and so bad. Um, I'm trying to think. Like you mentioned, we've seen that, and the funny thing with NCT is that NCT, according to Simpy, that came up because people were like hold on a second, we're talking a lot about Blackpink's contract, but didn't NCT and Blackpink debut around the same time? How come ain't nobody talking about NCT? And for for SM to turn around and say, oh, it's because they're renewals next year. Um, just like, <laughs> how, how does that work exactly? And the thing being, you know, what, what did they say the reason was? Um... I think it said something about them torn in America or something like that. Yeah. So they had to trying to think of they they tried to oh, overseas activities. Yeah. Now I oh, did wow. I I did hear from journalists who have been in this realm lo- much longer than I have that the whole overseas thing um, is more common than we think. But mm. I still think that that's bogus. It is because if uh, if are the overseas activities not being done in the name of the group. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. still under the contract. Like I would it's think, it's still under the contract. <laughs> and and let's just say we're talking about things like oh, because we we know we've seen like more idols going to like fashion weeks and being invited to a lot more exclusive fashion events. Blah blah blah. blah. Let's just say that the overseas activities maybe inc- probably include that, but does that still not help the profile of the group overall? Mm-hmm. Because let's just say. Um, I don't know, Jay Young, who's like um his now Prada's global ambassador. Let's just say he goes and he meets Zendaya at Milan Fashion Week, and that ends up with like the whole of NCT doing a cameo in Euphoria. Does that not help the group? Right. They and, say it's a break. So, they classify it as a break? Like oh yeah, they just took a break. <laughs> like what? No. I, I, I just feel like that's just, it's, to me, it sounds like that particular company have found a loophole into keeping the 10-year contracts that they used to have instead of it being mm-hmm. seven years, the way it's meant to be. But it's like, 
artists always get the short end of the stick. They are not mm. getting anywhere near as much money as we as we think that they're getting. It's why I always say with my friends, I would love to be a fly on the wall when it comes to these like contract negotiations. I would love to know what Mamamoo, what Seventeen, what BTS ne- renegotiated. Yeah. Because I was like, I would love to know what your contract looked like when you started versus what you look like now, especially if you're coming from like a label that isn't the SMs and the JYPs that already had the money, where maybe you were the first or second group that really had to build the label into what it is now. Right. I would love to know what those contracts. So I my inclination is that if these girls want to jump ship, there's probably a reason why. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like with, with Meg the Stallion. She thought her contract was fine until she did her management deal with Rock Nation. They were like, do you know how messed up your contract is? Do you yes. know that you should actually be getting this, 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 and the third? Yeah. Like they probably and you also have to remember that most of these idols sign these contracts when they are teenagers. Young. Uh... When they are children. And we have seen grown adults sign contracts because they don't understand. I I did law. So I know how this works. Mm. And so a lot of the language in law is actually there to trip you up. It's meant to be so that the lay person doesn't understand it. And therefore you will need a lawyer to break it down for you. Otherwise you're wasting money. So if you put a piece of paper in front of a 13-year-old and say, I can make your dreams come true. I can put you in a group that will make you be like the next girl's generation or the next right. black pink. You will sign whatever is in front of you. Mm-hmm. Don't And don't let it be a situation where your background isn't great and you want to do this to help your family. Mm-hmm. How many idols like from IU to Hoshi have spoken yeah. about they use their money to get their parents out of debt? Right, I remember reading that Gio said that because uh, she had been promised like to be in two or three groups in JYP and they fell apart. And like right before Twice came about, she was actually about to quit because she was just like, my family needs me to work. Like my family is struggling. I, ne- I need to get money. And yeah. then the Twice thing just so happened to pop off right before she quit. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's crazy. I, I think um, S. Scoops from 17, he was meant to be a newest. Mm. Really? Uh, mm. Yeah, he he was in Pletus for like six years. I think he was meant. Yeah, I I'm not sure of any of the other members, but he was definitely meant to. Dino wasn't originally meant to be in Seventeen. He was meant to be in a group that came after Seventeen that I don't think ever happened. Wow, I know that. So, look, I'm sure more information will come to light, and so on and so forth. But just when we look at the nature of the industry that we are talking about, when we've seen yeah. groups from the rows be like, they, they're saying, hey, they left their company because their original claim was, you haven't paid us since debut. Still and we've crazy. seen, and we've seen, I, I wish I could remember the name of that very famous singer. I don't know if he's a trot singer in South Korea, but I remember he said something about like, he hadn't been paid in like 10 years. You're you're just not going to get me of all people to be like, mm, no, I'm on the side of the CEO. I'm like, okay, sir, you you sold your car, and so do you think that you're the first person to do that? <laughs> yeah. Not even a little bit. You're right. not. You're meant to invest in your business. 
mm-hmm. and you are the person who's going to reap the most reward mm-hmm. out of this group. So I hear it. If he's a very nice man, I'm hoping for what's best for the girls and, yeah. and I'll leave it at that. And also if you leaked this person's medical history or whatever they were going through medically, then shame on. I agree. I mean, you guys have spit, been uh, spitting facts. I'm sorry, but um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm like you are. I'm on the side of the artist as well, so I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, and and just in case somebody comes in the comments like y'all don't understand the situation, look. Mm-mm. Of course we don't. Like, We're not there. <laughs> yeah, definitely not there. But I'm basing my assumption on how, as everybody else refers to us, is the Western music scene. Yep. You've seen it in R&B, you've seen it in hip-hop, you've seen it in blues and and rock. It's like, it's nothing new. Mm -hmm. All the artists always get screwed over. Every time. You know what I mean? Taylor Swift. There you go. Scooter (laughs) Braun is one of the most hated people in the world. Just look at... And he didn't just do it to Taylor Swift. If you look at Scooter Braun's history, look at how he screwed over everybody. He didn't even let Taylor Swift get a chance to bid on her music. You know what I'm saying? Michael Jackson bought the Beatles catalog while Paul McCartney was there bidding on it. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I mean? Like, Paul McCartney brought Michael Jackson with him there. And Michael yeah. Jackson outbid him for his own catalog. Oh, no. Yes. Like, this is the industry we're talking about here. And, like, think about that for a second. That means Paul McCartney didn't own the music that he wrote from the jump. He yeah. couldn't even buy it until he had enough money to buy it. And also the thing that maybe some people don't understand, and I don't even want to say kids because maybe there's some grown adults who don't understand it. That means that, okay, we take Taylor Swift, for example. The reason why she's re-recording her same songs is because that means that she has to ask Scooter Braun for permission to play her own stuff, the music Mm -hmm. that she wrote down. Mm Mm-hmm. And if so, that is happening to the biggest artist in the West, what the fuck do you think is happening over there in South Korea? Did we not yeah. just see Beck Young, the highest selling SM artist, being like, these people have not paid me my advance? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I say once again, if this is happening to EXO, you think that 50-50 from some label that we ain't even heard of you're right. <laughs> He's like, S- selling Can't power. be screwed over. Don't act like you've heard of this company before them. Right. Had to look it up. <laughs> yeah. Cisco, because somebody on Twitter asked Cisco, like, you just re released the thong song. It doesn't sound better than the original. Cisco's like, look, unfortunately, I had to re record it because y'all guys don't know I don't get any money from the original song anymore. Yeah. Like, I wrote Imagine. that song. So he's like, he's like, it's literally the biggest record I ever wrote. I had to re-record it. I had to have the instrumental replayed. Did right. Ashanti just do that too? Ashanti's Ashanti doing it with did. her whole catalog. Yeah. She's doing it with her whole catalog because Irv Gotti owns it. Yeah. Even think about that for a second. Ashanti and Irv Gotti wrote these songs together. However, Ashanti doesn't own any of it. Irv Gotti owns a hundred percent of it, and he decided he didn't. He wanted to make money, so he sold half of it to somebody else for a $300 million advance to start another company. Ooh. So Ashanti's just like, 
can I buy my portion? Like, Irv Gotti, Irv Gotti said, you're matter welcome. Fact, matter of fact, matter of fact, on the Drink Champs episode yeah. that Irv Gotti was on, Irv Gotti was drunk. Irv Ja Rule, Irv Gotti's partner said, "Hey, Irv, can I buy my portion of the of the catalog that you own of my stuff?" And yeah. Irv Gotti said, "No." Oh my! God. On the podcast. Making yes. making Ja you saw you saw yes. he made Ja Rule yeah. look like a chump like that's crazy bro Ja Rule wrote all of these songs yeah it's on record that Irv Gotti's name is on there as a producer and didn't produce anything Little Rob and Seven Aurelius produced everything and Irv since he owned the label he wrote in those contracts when they signed up that I own all of this stuff I own all of these masters so Ja said Ja asked yeah. politely can I purchase my my stuff from you. Because it's worth a lot of money. And Irv Gotti said no. No. How can you On say that that person's your friend? Right. And they still do business together. Mind you. Yeah. And you, and you guys don't think that that's what's happening in K-pop that's, right now. That is super what's We'll, we'll hear about it in a couple years when, when like, Twice and BTS. Oh, there's going to be some skeletons groups. coming that, out. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, there's going to be some. Yeah. This is, I can't this is wait. early. Uh, no, I can't. We'll, we'll be looked at as the bad guys for talking about this. Yeah. But we've been seeing this our whole yes. lives. So it's like, you know, on that side, it's like, oh my gosh, on this side. And then like, we're going to hey. be like, hey, we told y'all. <laughs> like, like, you know. Hey. Listen, when I tell you, one of my things when I was younger used to be watching music documentaries where all right. these guys used to talk about this. And like, we're probably naming more examples of black people, but I remember mm. watching like, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, mm -hmm. yep. Motown, Oh, they like, got it bad, too. Yes. This, <laughs> Backstreet Boys? Mm -hmm. The way they feel about their own culture? Good yeah. God. Mm -hmm. That story and, is wild. And the thing is, though, it's not even just, like, things have been coming up in K-pop, and I don't even know if people are paying attention. Have people forgotten how one of Blackpink's managers screwed Lisa out of money when she was trying to buy a house in South Korea? took all her money mm. wow and i remember simply took like that's yg put out statement and they said that they settled it in house i was like that person needs to be in jail i don't want to hear nothing about this and you took lisa's money and i mm. felt so bad for her because i was thinking she's she probably leaned on this person because she's known them forever they're part yeah. of the company she is a thai citizen still She's not yeah. South Korean. So this person was probably coming at her thinking, saying, I can help you navigate the, you know, the real estate market here, so on and so forth. And you take Lisa's money? Nah, burn to the ground, please. <laughs> it sounds sound like the Rihanna situation. Which one? Where uh, Rihanna's manager had took oh, all her money. Oh, yeah. It was her accountant. Oh, that's okay, what, what bitch, bitch, better, bitch better have my money. Yeah, that's what that song's about. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> I mean, when she was when she was saying that it that that line of like I've got your wife in the backseat of my foreign car, <laughs> Rihanna was murderous in that song. <laughs> in fact, doesn't Tell she you. kill that woman in the music video? Yes. yes oh, she does. wait till these K-pop records come out. Oh man. yeah, they're gonna be dark. Oh, oh boy. You mm. know who's gonna be the first person to write it? Mm. Jungkook. <laughs> I can see that I, now. I, I actually thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be sugar. 
I thought it was oh, gonna be in game. Yeah. It's bottled up. I see yeah. it. I only, yeah. bottled I only, up. In I only said Jung Cook because I felt like his name leads into the next topic. I was trying to do a segue. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> good job. Good job. Good job. I was trying to segue into the next topic. I see what you. I ruined it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> All right, moving on to sex. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sex is hot. I mean, it's a hot topic. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so from Cookie to EXO to Twice, you know, all these idols out here talking about it in their music, right? <laughs> um, netizens' reactions to this may, um, they seem to differ depending on who's making the music, though. So mm. what are y'all thoughts on this topic in K-pop? And what about uh, their provocative dances? I, I want to first point out and just say mm-hmm. that I feel like they don't have a problem with it. They just want to blame it on the Western. Okay. And and that's that's my issue. Mm. I don't think it's a problem. It's just that their K-pop acts are becoming too Western and they don't like that. Mm. That's just how I personally take it. I mean, because... I don't know. I, I feel like there's just the issue with K-pop acts being a little bit more unlike their, Risque. you know, themselves. <laughs> so I, I don't really think it's that's the issue. It's just the fact that they're becoming too Western-like. Mm. I think it's only a problem when the female idols do it. But go ahead, Natasha. No, that's, I mean, that we were talking about that a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We were talking Let about me. that. Let me crack my knuckles because I have been ready for this subject. Oh, man. I can't actually crack my knuckles, but I'm doing it. (laughs) I have been ready because Mm. let me preference this by saying I have been begging my faves to push into that grown growth because I'm like, I don't like the perception. I don't like the lies. Y'all, in fact, getting on my nerves, especially the male idols. Let me pull my mic closer in case anyone <laughs> mishears me. <laughs> this this thing that, you know, we want our, our faves to be family friendly. And we're just like, oh, my gosh, the only people that I am in love with is my fans. And they love me and I love them. And that is all I need. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. First of all, men will be men. Sorry, guys. But men will be men without money. But you're telling me that you are dealing with guys who are rich, famous, have a majority female fan base, and you constantly tell them that they are the best looking thing on the planet. Let's not pretend that they are not out here breaking backs. Yes, they are. Cream soda everywhere. And since we know that you are, I would like to at least hear about it in song. You want to make R&B, then you better make that good, good R&B. Next. To the netizens who are saying that, oh my God, they are becoming so Western. This is my research because I was like, let me take my time. I would like to remind the congregation that this whole thing about, oh, K-pop is so PG, like it's for the children incorrect let me introduce you to first and second gen k-pop because those guys did not hold back anything let me pull up the articles but because they are whole articles written about the most popular two sexual k-pop mvs out there and they are predominantly 
first and second gen. Mm. Mm. I will come up with some examples. She we have facts, y'all. no. I said, I was like, we have research that needs to be done. Mm. Let's start with Big Bang, Bay Bay. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Bang bang bang. <laughs> Listen, two p.m. are actually known. They are famous for the fact that they were a K-pop group that was on that grown, grown from Jump. So we're not even just talking about one 2 p.m. video. We're talking about several. I am going to find another one. Ivy, touch me. (laughs) We have Stella. um, Mariette. I can't pronounce that properly. I know I'm going to pull it because I have this whole list ready. Okay. Okay. We have Stella. Stella vibrato. I'm bringing mm-hmm. up more. And please, people, if you would like the articles that I'm reading from, I will be. <laughs> I am happy to reference them. We have Kiana ice cream. Kiana's oh, yeah. whole oh, brand. Yeah, yeah. Kiana's mm. whole brand is that I am so sexy it will piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Bubble pop. Okay. Exid <laughs> up mm. and down. Okay. Yeah. Brown eyed girl. Warm hole. Oh, yes. I remember that. One. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Warm hole. Mm. EXID. Um, what was it? Pop King. K pop used to be like this. Don't mm. blame this on the West whatsoever. Mm. First and second gen were about it. Even if you want to go back to BTS's early days, now may not have always been set, talking about sex, but BTS used to swear up a storm. Pre-debut and debut. This whole thing where they decided to be like the pop boys, keep it it low, was in the middle. But let me tell you something, how Min Yoongi, when August D came out, decided he would tell you to fuck everything and your mother. Yeah, he did. Because he wasn't having it. I believe on one of the ciphers, Yoongi said, Yoongi, I like to say, I like to say their real names. I don't like doing stage names. We'll Mm. say sugar. On one of the ciphers, he said, and I quote, <clears throat> again, into the mic, it doesn't matter if you are a man or a woman, you will come on my tongue. <laughs> that was too, uh-huh, oh. uh-huh. Wait, I don't remember uh-huh. that. I don't remember that either, but hey. <laughs> oh, would you, like me to bring up, would you like me to bring up which cipher it is? Please, uh, please. <laughs> I, I want okay. to know. I gotta go back. We heard of all. Yeah, Natasha got all the receipts. <laughs> he must have been rapping way too fast for me to catch that even the translation. You know, maybe he was like... looking at the English lyrics. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't lying. They weren't lying about the war of the hormones, were they? <laughs> wow. Not a, yeah, they had a song war, war yeah, of hormones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Getting educated everywhere, right? You know? <laughs> Oh, yes. It's Cypher Part 3. Really? Oh, we take that That's my favorite one. We take that all the Cypher. So yeah. I say all this to say, if you guys are getting your panties in a twist because John Cook said that he will fuck you all seven days of the week, or <laughs> if you decide that you are going to, you know, put your head in the sand like an ostrich because you just believe that EXO are talking about a soda drink when it comes to cream soda, I would <laughs> like... Said that. Oh, well, or, <laughs> I completely missed that lyric. You said ostrich head? No, that's not the lyric. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, yo. 
That'd be some crazy <laughs> style <laughs> head right, right there. Head. Wow. I'm sorry. It's like, yeah, well, ostrich head? <laughs> <laughs> I think wow. you, mis- you you misunderstood when it's I did. Said. Thank you. <laughs> this is like ruining everything. I'm like, what's, what have I been listening to? She pulled her mic closer so you could understand it. And okay. you still misunderstood. It's too much, y'all. <laughs> okay. This is why everybody's scared. Okay. okay, so the thing is that the innuendo in Cypher, like, I think in Cypher Part 3, it means like, I'll take you to Hong Kong, which basically means I'm going to make you have an orgasm. So you may not, you may not have like what the like. Here's the thing: everyone on that side understood the reference. We (laughs) probably had to be like, let's Google what that means. But that's essentially what it means. Okay, okay, gotcha. So I'm saying this, or if you look at Twice's, is it Moonlight, Moonlight Sunrise? sunrise? Yeah, yeah. Listen, clock right now. Our faves are not children. They're not children. Mm-hmm. They are adults and they are doing what people their age should be doing, which is dating yeah, and having fun. Now, my mm. thing that I would like to say is for the people who do enjoy the grown grown, the same way that you should be able to enjoy it is the same way you should accept the fact that they are dating. Because I also want to make Thank it clear, they, they ain't talking about you. When they Thank are talking you. these things, they are not envisioning their fans. No. No. I highly doubt. Any of the female idols are doing fans, but the male idols definitely maybe. But they probably ain't making no songs about it. You think Chen was screaming on that album for fans? (laughs) No. (laughs) And this is the thing. We talked about this on my podcast about the people who think that, you know, EXO are not talking about it. I was like, Chen is a father of two. Shut up. Come on. Chen, Chen is a father of two. One of one of those children was conceived while he was enlisted. <laughs> so I never had any doubt in my head that EXO, who had been dominating the scene since debut, were getting it in. Mm-hmm. But the proof of some of the getting it in is literally in existence and calls him dad. <laughs> right. Someone is calling him Appa. Like, this is a lie. <laughs> Sorry. So it's like it's like I'm hearing he- about your teachers. You know what I'm saying? Growing up, like you get it, they grow. <laughs> We are, come on, you know. Just, just no, bang, bang, no, bang, no, no. I no, I just I need people to keep I I love the fact that the idols are on this. And I'm like, mm. more. The fact that 17 have an entire album called Fuck My Life. Yes. Yeah. Because this life is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the cost of living? <laughs> Inflation. <laughs> the price of petrol. I am so exhausted. <laughs> So, yes, I'm just like, let them talk about getting it in. But that's the only thing I will say. If you're going, if you're someone who enjoys hearing them getting it in, you should have no problem hearing that they are dating. That is something that deeply, deeply bothers me. How Mm -hmm. idols, and even if they do admit that they're dating, it comes as an apology. Mm -hmm. Why are you apologizing for being in love? Right, why are you right. why are you why have why has there been a system created that the most basic human function which is the need for companionship has been something that has almost been criminalized against them i hate yeah. that and they have to do it in secret they can't be yeah. in public and all mm-hmm. this other stuff because it's going to hurt the brand like uh, what 
partner. Like I was hearing netizens say that Chen wearing his wedding ring was shameless. Oh, oh my god! Damn. And let me. What? And I said, I said this on my podcast, and I said this to my friends. I was like, do you know what I would have done if I was Chen's wife? I would have stuck that wedding finger on my middle finger, tagged it on Instagram, and and the caption would be shameless. Love like, nah, you, you better pray that I never end up being some idol's wife. Y'all will hate me. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you how do you feel about female idols and water bomb? Did did you see that controversy at all? No, I did not. That must have passed me by what happened. So apparently, I, I believe her name is Unbi. Mm-hmm. Uh, of is one she was at water bomb she was wearing a bikini top and what i would look at as a white dress shirt yeah. but once the white dress shirt is wet it's basically nothing it's, see-through. It's, see-through. It's, see-through. Right. It's, it's a sheer shirt right That's what it was so basically they said she was dressed inappropriately for water bomb some of the netizens <laughs> see <laughs> that's the same reaction i did so some I people laughed. some people were like well, what about Jesse? Jesse did water bomb last year in a bra, and they were like, "Well, Jesse's bra was more like a sports brawish, and it supported her breast more. Unbeast basically allowed too much jiggle, and she should have dressed more like Espa <laughs> did because Espa basically wore regular clothes, you know, and got wet, and it, it should have been more appropriate." Quasa wore a bikini, and I remember, I remember her outfit. She was wearing a yellow bikini with denim shorts. Um, stop telling women what to do when that's saying stop telling yeah. women what to do. Yeah, I'm 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 pro women wearing whatever the hell they want to do. <laughs> if as long as look, is as long as it's, be as long as they're age appropriate, right. I don't know. expect to see new jeans there. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right, right, right. Right, exactly. So I mean, you know, because uh, you could say it's the same basically everything she said you could say in reverse about cookie, right? I mean, it's obvious what the writers thought. What yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure Hani and Danielle you know, knowing as much English as they did, they they understood those lyrics a hundred percent. No, you not know. at all. <laughs> yeah, because the album's a song's about a record, right? Yes, it's a burnt CD. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I love I love Natasha's angle with all of that. Yeah, that's a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. I think one of the other things, the one of the things I wanted to point out is one of the most common uh, girl groups uh, covers is uh, what coming of age ceremony, right? Uh, mm. What's the name of the um, what Park Jiyoon, uh, what Sung I remember Shook J- coming of age ceremony, twice did it. Uh, I, I, and it's like a super sexy choreography. And you gotta yeah. remember, like they had twice do this when some of the members weren't even adult shit, and they still did it. And it's just like it's kind of like a taboo thing. However, they want the idols to do it. Yeah. But yet they don't want the idols to do certain things. And it mm. seems like, you know, Hwasa getting hit with the lawsuit. Like, we, we brought Hwasa so many times on this podcast. Because she just my seems queen, to be my one of the targets. Yeah, she's a fighter. She gives zero fucks about what anybody got to say. Uh, and I love it because she's doing her. She's doing what makes herself happy. Like, okay, she patted herself at the show. Like, she licked her finger and patted herself. She was at a concert with grown adults. Yes, she was. Thank you. She That's wasn't it. at a primary school. <laughs> right. Like, like, yeah, like, like Sexy Red performing at a high school, pound town at a high school. Like, I, I mean, that was that was negated false. That was a yeah, old that was picture. Yeah, that <laughs> wasn't that current. Was what? That wasn't a current photo. That, that, that photo you're talking about that went around? Yeah, yeah that was they, real. Of who? 
um, sexy. It's her no, name, it sexy was a Rich. video. No, there wasn't. No, she wasn't performing. She wasn't performing. No, no but she wasn't performing. She didn't do pound time at the school. No, she didn't. Are you sure? Because yeah. that video looked real. No, no. I think she wasn't it. I just listened to this on the read. She went to like a school in like her area or something, mm-hmm. and they played it as she came in, but she didn't perform it. She, she literally perform. said something about she was there to give the guys money for prom and the girls bundles. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just know the video I saw. It looked like she came in there and performed and performed it. Uh, and it was just like maybe I this, maybe I've seen. Yeah. This ain't a song you know. should be playing at a high school at all if you ask me that's a whole other conversation that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> <laughs> mm. but like w- when it comes to people like kwasa and and apparently unbi and stuff like that like you know natasha said it they're all grown um i don't expect hind from new jeans to be showing up at water bomb and, it became, and even if she did it's that's that is what the type of event is maybe yeah. they should not allow her at the event because she's 16 years old you know what i, I mean? just think I think everyone knows what time it is when it comes to water bomb because y'all had no issue when Kai was there last year. Right. When the guys are sitting there, like, cause Kwasa actually did that. So apparently with the lawsuit she got, she submitted back a video of a guy that performed and he was humping the floor at the same school she went to and Mm. did that. She was just like, do y'all have a problem with this? And the guy, like, I showed 1080p mm-hmm. the video. The guy's just sitting there humping the ground, like mm-hmm. air humping the ground, like super aggressive, and the crowd's going crazy. Technique. And it's just like... <laughs> burpees. <laughs> he said burpees. He, he, was, he was showing his bad technique. And, and Hwasa was basically like, do you guys have a problem with this? Did you guys submit a lawsuit to this guy? Mm-hmm. You know what no, I mean? because God, no, is- the problem is women shouldn't be allowed to like sex. Sex is there for men only. God forbid you show that you are an active participant <laughs> who, who enjoys it. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, to me, it always seems like, you know, like I saw positive comments when Moonlight Sunrise came out. I saw negative comments. Like people were like in denial that oh. this is what Twice was talking about in the song. Like, yeah, people are misconce- making a misconceptions of the song. You know, people had issues with like Jenny acting in the show yeah. and me, doing me, the sexy you, dances. You mentioned that she Twice, did. right? Did anybody have a problem with Momo on the on the stripper pole? I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I ain't seen no issues with that yet. That's a sport. I didn't hear that. <laughs> It's a sport. It is, it is a, sport. a sport. I mean, but, it is but a I sport. Did, but I, however, I did hear negative comments when Solar had posted a video of her practicing dancing mm. on a pole. Like, I remember but seeing it, that on website. But Solar Solo was doing that in, like, 2018. Right. Different She's time. been doing it for a while now. Uh, Solar did that at Mama. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's different. I mean, but Mama Blue in general, Mama Blue in general is like ahead of the curve with that stuff. Yeah, and that's why I have always loved Mama Blue from day because they just came and they were like, because that was the same performance where people had huge issues with Quasa's leotard. Maybe Sola's like stripper pole even got um, bypassed because they couldn't take the fact that Quasa was wearing that red leotard. Mm. Like she got so much flack for that. But, but like matter of fact, we just saw a video. So they were talking about remember Jackson Wang's famous face expression when Hwasa came out with JYP and he's just sitting there like But my thing is <laughs> there was a video of Chin at something where that was Chin, right? Chin AP? I think so. It was Chin at something recent that EXO was at that Hwasa no, performed that. It was Dio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Dio. It was, it was, it was, it was Dio. And Dio was just like, oh my 
God, look, looking at Hwasa like, shit, that's a bad motherfucker. And I feel like that's what the the hate really comes from. But my like, yeah. is it is it the male netizens that are mad or is it that, the female netizens? There was a, oh gosh, there was a camera from Mama, that same one where Jackson was like, oh my gosh, there was a camera on BTS mm-hmm. and it's the bit where Hwasa referenced her ass and mm. like V from BTS blatantly goes, oh, damn. <laughs> like, yeah. And I was like, it's nothing about that. It is, it, it is she's a Natural. bad bitch and you can't take it. Right. So they're not mad at idols like Wasa, they're mad because their idols, who is theirs, is looking at them. No, I think they're still mad at Wasa. Think... <laughs> oh, no, 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 yeah, they're definitely mad at her. <laughs> okay. No, the thing is, though, I, to me, just it just blows my mind, and I know this just doesn't just happen in K-pop, this happens universally. It's about people want women to be sexy, but they want women to be sexy on the terms that they set out for them. So Ooh, for me, I always find... Like, you, have you guys ever watched Knowing Brothers? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I find it so weird how the girls are meant to come in these short skirts and like this school uniform, right? Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that this th- this doesn't apply to when like the actresses come on, especially if they're older. Like I remember when the cast of Sky Castle came on, those women were there in trousers. Like they were in the whole school uniform thing, but they were in trousers or pants mm. as you guys call them. Um. No, but the young girls, the pretty girls, they're meant to be in the short, short skirt. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, but then you make them sit with a blanket. Mm. And then when they perform, uh. you need to put them in track suits. So my thing is, well, why don't you just have them come in and outfit that's more practical from the beginning? Right. Because you know that they're there to perform. And clearly you would deem it inappropriate for us to see whatever's going on underneath there. So I'm just like, well, why don't you provide them with longer skirts? Mm-hmm. Oh no, because that's not satisfying for you. You want, you want to see it, but you want to mm-hmm. see it on your terms. But if you have an idol who turns up to water bomb and God forbid she has a little bit more breast than you deem appropriate, then it's like, oh, but why? Sh- oh, you know what? She shouldn't have done that. She should have worn the kind of bra that I think is more appropriate. Mm-hmm. Then why do we have water bomb in the first place? Right. Good point. And why we, is it okay not, for the guys to come we, out there shirtless, shirtless at water bomb and everything like that? Yeah, so it's like we all know what time it is when wa- it's time for water bomb. We all know what idols we want to show up to water bomb. Mm-hmm. We don't want the children there, obviously, but if they're going to be there, don't now start having a school list, this list of regulations as to what they should be wearing that you deem appropriate. One woman's body is not going to be the same as another. If she has jiggle, so what? Be thankful that she decided to jiggle for you. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. I appreciate it. Put that on a shirt. And it's not like Say- they don't have their phones out recording it. Yeah, they're definitely recording. Say thank you. <laughs> bang, bang. Wait, look. I'm from a whole different region, you know, so my perspective is different, you know. When I but when I see K-pop going in that direction, all I say is be careful. You know what I mean? It's it's real out here, you know? Share your life and all this stuff. That's why I'm like I, I get a little funny about it because I'm like, do y'all know where y'all going? <laughs> Are you guys wearing seatbelts? <laughs> I think they know exactly where they're going because they saw their sun bays do it before them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like if it was completely new, then then absolutely I'll hear where you're coming from. But the thing is though, it's not like they didn't see their predecessors do it. Yeah. 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 We've talked about it. every time we've done throwback Thursdays and something's like extra sexy, we're like, man, well, at least I've been like, yeah, they should kind of bring that back a little bit. Maybe, you know, maybe not necessarily is is cause it, it definitely like when you watch the old Sistar stuff, Gain, uh yeah, like yeah, we've Sistar. seen some stuff where it's just like Yo, this is what K-pop was on? <laughs> yes, right. Right? But now that it's coming forward more, it's a problem. It is a problem. Nah, not when Cookie do it, though. And that's my thing, because it's like, I love the fact that Cookie did it because I feel like it's going to shut people up about other people doing it. We saw Homeboy from AB6 impregnating the water. He did. <laughs> that's what he did. Like, Ace... Kids when everywhere. we did that reaction, we was tripping because we was just like, my man is going in. He was going in. <laughs> I haven't seen this. Someone it's send the Mo- video to me. It's called, I'll send it to you right now. It's called Moon Dance. <laughs> Thank you. Bro, he was, he was, I'm talking about, he was doing one legs. He was doing all types of humping on the floor. We was just yeah. like, yo. Yeah. Kids and was that, all up in that water. All up in the water. They <laughs> <laughs> was all up in the water. <laughs> Swimming. That's, that's probably where Cookie got the idea of coming up out of the, no, out no, of the no. casket. <laughs> Blood of Jesus. <laughs> yes. It was, it, was, it was heavy. It was definitely heavy. Yeah. I just feel like even with BTS fans, I mean, I know that he doesn't like talk about it. He has said that he has regrets, but I would like to refer new BTS fans to RM's Expensive Girl and just know that young BTS, we're also talking about fucking. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great segue into the next topic. <laughs> Unless I might have anything to add. <laughs> You fucking in the next subject? What are we talking about here? <laughs> I was in a Sedgway. Okay, whatever. I'm going to move on. So in the last six months... All right. Oh, dear. Oh, God. Okay, so the last six months are behind us, okay? We have abundance of great music thus far. So I need everybody to give me, or us, everyone... There are dirty dozen of the top 12 songs from January to June based on your own criteria. Who would like to go first? Who looks the most stressed? Oh, well, Natasha looks stressed. I see finger waving. She was messaging me really angry about the task at hand. <laughs> Do you need a moment? Cause I no, I, my list is ready. Okay, okay. okay. Let's All go. Right. I am... I am prepared. I would just like to say that I am very upset because <laughs> when I tell you that the industry dropped pure fire in July and the fact that you guys yeah. will not let in me July, include true. it, I Golly. am seething. I am so <laughs> upset. When I, when, when I tell you I was ready to put cream soda and super <laughs> shy and Dame was like, no. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> January I to thought- June. I can't add seven by John Cook, you people are cruel. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I my list is ready and I even took the time to put it in like it's not like any order I've ranked it. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay. No, I want I came prepared. I did my due diligence. Okay, so honorable mentions. They didn't make the list, but honorable mentions. Promise nine attitude. Mm. And TXT Happy Falls featuring Coilerae. 
Okay. 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 At number 12, I have Jackson Wang featuring Sierra Slow. Nice. Um, 11, I have 80s Bouncy. Bouncy. <laughs> um, at 10, I have EXO Hear Me Out. And before anyone says anything to me about <laughs> it, that's just, no, no, I it's Googled. June. It's June. It came out June 30th. <laughs> it came out the last day before the threshold. And I was like, EXO will make my list. <laughs> so I don't know why I'm shouting. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay. At number nine, I have New Jeans, OMG. Um, at number eight, I have Wu Soon, Fighting. Do I need to give my criteria? You, if you want to, you sure can. Okay, I, I just think that these are the best. Okay, there you Amen. go. Amen. There you go. Um, <laughs> Good stuff. There it is. <laughs> um, at number seven, this is where it got really, really difficult for me. So I had to reference my Spotify on repeat just to make sure that the things I was saying were balancing up with my streets. No. So, com- so coming in at number seven, hi, Rover. Mm. Shout out. At, num- at number six, I have Taeyang featuring Lisa of uh, Black Pete. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Incredible. <laughs> incredible song. Incredible dancing. I, I'm so happy that Lisa got an opportunity to show what she can do. Um, at, in at number five, I have La Seraphim, and I struggled to pronounce this. Eve, I'm a mess. Think, uh, at, God, I'm a mess. Yes, I'm a mess. And the, yeah, and the blue beard <laughs> wife. Yes. There you go. Just for official titles. Okay. <laughs> I really struggled. <clears throat> this is where it gets really tricky, guys. Okay. Coming in at number four. And I had forgotten this. Mm, had I forgotten? No, I didn't. Because it's it is probably triple platinum in my car. Okay. Uh 17's performance unit. I don't understand, but I love you. Mm. Have you guys listened to it? I have oh, not. Yes. I have not heard <laughs> that song. Well, let me. Uh 17 just performed it at their concert. So there's probably a clip on YouTube. I suggest that you watch it. And get life and be made new. Um, <laughs> okay. Number three. You might be shocked at this coming from me. Mm. Twice set me free. Okay. <laughs> that song has me in a headlock. There you go. Uh, 17 at number two, because duh, those are the loves in my life. <laughs> um, and I think that's super... Is contender Super. for song of the year. Super. But coming in at number one, and it's not even a contest, really. Um, NCT Do J Jung Perfume. Mm. Okay. Perfume is outstanding. Yeah. Mm. Good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Outstanding, flawless R and B. Do Young should be sued for his vocal work. <laughs> <laughs> he did kill it. He did kill it on and the whole album. That is my list. I have been st- I have been stressed about this for days. <laughs> <It's tough. laughs> for days. It was tough. Great list. Great list. Thank you. I really did my best. I really I did. I'm so proud, but I did my best. <laughs> well, I'll go next. Um, I did mine in no. Pre- well, I did mine in order of release. I couldn't okay. bear. 
I, I didn't want to put myself to stress of ranking. So makes a lot bless harder. you for ranking yours, okay? Because I couldn't do it. <laughs> so I'm starting from January all the way up to June. So mm-hmm. at first, I got new jeans, OMG. Um, next up is TXT Sugar Rush Ride. I love that record to death. Sugar Rush Ride. Sugar Rush Ride. NCT 127 AO. AO. <laughs> Twice, Set Me Free. Uh, and then I have Jimin, Set Me Free Part 2. Ooh. That has gotten ridiculous amount of airplay for me, I just have to say. Um, MX, Love Me Like This. NCT, Doja Jung, I love perfume, but Dive is something else. Dive is incredible. <laughs> so I have Dive on mine. <laughs> dive is just, ugh. The only reason I didn't do dive is because when I tell you on my Spotify on repeat, perfume's number one. Okay. Fair. Fair. <laughs> next up, I got um, Shung as well with Taeyang and Lisa. Um, next up, in hyping, Bite Me. Oh. Mm. Oh, oh, uh. oh, my God. Like, come on. that Oh, man. It's such a great song. Yeah, let's go on. If I had a top three, or right along with Jimin, it would be Juhani Freedom. Phenomenal record. Yeah. Phenomenal record. I love it to death. Uh, Dreamcatcher, Bon Voyage. One yeah. of my favorites. And li- I had to include Shiny on the list because it of was in. Of course you were going to push Shiny. It wasn't a threat. Of course you were. But, you know. <laughs> it was a good one. But it wasn't none of the singles. Insomnia. <sighs> it's just one. It, it's quickly skyrocketed to like one of my top five Shiny songs. I mean, when we Ooh. first heard it, I was just like, Goodness, this song. So yeah, that's my twelve. Uh, Ten eighty p. What? Go ahead. I mean, I, I've been messing with you about getting yours. Together. Oh, you did it! Hey, let's <laughs> go. Oh, he likes to stress out. me out. He likes to stress me out. <laughs> you didn't do five lists this time, did you? No, God, no. That was that was too much. I, it was. T- it took a lot to make it down to twelve. It's a lot. <sighs> Okay, I didn't put it in anybody's order. I'm OCD, so I put it in alphabetical order. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> that's so cool. And then I have um, several people, I mean, several songs by the same group, because I don't like diversity, apparently. Um, <laughs> that's, did you see how many 17 songs made my list? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, okay. Uh, my top 12 is Kai Rover. Um, Shut up. La Seraphim, I'm a mess because I'm not. <laughs> um, New Jeans, Ditto, and OMG. Ooh, is that um, so? Is that three and four? Uh, or do they count yeah. as one? No, that counts as two because it's two songs. Okay, okay. And then number five and mix, love me like this. <laughs> Six and seven are Taeyang for vibe and shun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight and nine is twice. Set me free in moonlight, sunrise. And then 10 through 12 is XG, Shooting Star, Girl Gang, and Left Right. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. I have no diversity. That looks like diversity to me. Yeah. It's diverse. Diverse enough, I guess. (laughs) Hey, man, you want it? You look ready? Yeah, yeah. I'll jump into it. Um, I didn't have time to get get the the flesh it out, but this is my, I would say a soft, here, Echo. But um, I hear I got like my soft listed, so um, soft. <laughs> so I'll start with number twelve. Um, but I got a uh, card icky. Yes. I don't know why. That, no, that's, that's an honorable me. mention. Let's though. go. 
Yeah, that one slaps for me. Um, Hard. Dreamcatcher, uh, Boy by Yaj. I thought that was really good. Had to be on the list. Um, XG, Shooting Star. For whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got Mix, Love Me Like That. Um, I, I don't know, man. It's just on to my shoulders. I don't know yeah. why. But uh, Straight Kids, S Class. Big fan. Um, I got Shiny Heart. That song go hard, man. <laughs> big, big fan. Um, Espa, Spicy. Okay. Oh. Okay. It's hard. It's you know, I got one. stomach issues. I've been working on it, though. So <laughs> I understand the spice is a little bit better now. Uh, we got in, in Hyphen, Bite Me. Because that song is just good. So sorry. I'm just a fan of that one. Uh, La Sarah Film, Unforgiven. Um, like that one. That was a bop. Mm. Um, NCT 127, AO, love that song. Twice Set Me Free, I can't get that song out of my head. I try to show other people, they wasn't feeling it, but it's all good though. They didn't get the vision. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, my last one, make sure I get it right. I think it's because um, I have it on my list in Korean, but um, go back. What's my list? Uh oh, I lost my list. So it's um seventeen. Is it power? I think I remember super, it's super, super, super. That's my number one, man. Love that. Things joint. I things I love to hear. As a new <laughs> carrot, as a baby carrot, things I love to baby hear. <laughs> I'm a baby carrot. Shut up. Uh, as far as my list goes, it's kinda like a mix between 1080p and, and Ace's list. These my I, I didn't at first I had did the criteria where I was gonna do two songs a month, but if I did that, my list would have been really close to what 1080p just said. Uh just because there would have been multiples of the same group. Yeah, I know me, I don't like to do multiples. I like to try to give everybody some shine by having at least twelve different people. So first up, uh this is kind of like a little dark horse. A lot of people might not be banging with this song, but I really love this song. It's uh Tae Young. He has a song called Four Four File Not Found oh, on his yes. album. Fire. Absolutely crazy. Mm. Yes. Love that record. No matter how many times I try to take it off this list, it just kept getting back on. By the way, it's only mm. took me like 10 minutes to put together because I it wasn't that difficult at all. Really? Me. Really? Uh bite me. Yeah. Good for you. Nice yeah. segue. Huh. Yeah, I just think I just think it was <laughs> to me, these are the songs. Like, yeah, bite me and hyping. I got that in there. I got S Class by Straight Kids. I think that song is phenomenal. Bouncy by ATs, to me, the um best evolving group. In K-pop, they they just mm. do different things so well. NCT One Twenty Seven AO, uh, you get them joints on the list. They they gotta be he gotta be there somewhere. Yeah. And NCT slayed that record. Uh, La Seraphim, Eve, Psych, and the Blue the Bluebeard's wife. Um, that song is just phenomenal. Go ahead, do the leg dance and break a leg. Mm. It makes love me like this. Uh, love it. Uh, great dancing song. Jimin set me free. Part two. Uh. That song is on a list just from him just doing the, hey, right before the beat drops. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 bro, I'm talking about you You got the whole opera and then yeah. Jim is just like, hey. And then that beat drops and it's just like, oh. Uh, yeah. Love it. Um, New Jeans, Oh My God. Uh, you can have that in Ditto. It's literally that song. In Mix, I mean, not New Jeans. New Jeans is just... Fucking just unstoppable right now. Taeyang, they Shung, put crack in their songs. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, Shung by Taeyang, uh, uh, Taeyang, excuse me, and Lisa, obviously, for obvious reasons, crazy. 
Twice, Moonlight, Sunrise. Uh, like I said, I only pick one from each group. Obviously, that's going to be on my list, even though I felt like the song could have been wrote a little bit better. Uh, I'm not going to get into that right now. And uh, my top song played, according to iTunes, is XG Left Right. But that's probably partially because 1080p plays it from the HomePod. So I just went with <laughs> so, so my top three are basically based on what's being played on that HomePod the there most. There you go. And, there, oh, you go. there you go. Uh, don't try to blame me. I'm just saying. Like, I just looked and I was just like, I mean, I know I play Left Right a lot. But 1080p. But, I played yeah. it on everybody's everybody's device. 1080p is literally the only person in the neighborhood. She goes food shopping, and I hear. Normally, lately, it's been I show just be pulling in, and I hear doom, 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 and I'm like, Seraphim again. There we go. <laughs> you gotta think about it. She just went through like you know hell getting groceries. But you can't, you, gotta, the, you, you can't be at the. You gotta get hype. You can't be at the damn stoplight. I'm a mess. mess That's a hundred percent me. <laughs> and I roll my windows down so that people can see me. As I should. I love it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I reckon my whole neighborhood knows Seventeen <laughs> Super. I'm sure. <laughs> And do they see me doing the woozy's ending choreography in the car? Mm. Yes, especially with that N energy. That's me. Just saying. That's great. That's great. I love it. Oh, it's beautiful. So moving on to the questions. All right. So the first one we have from Christian, aka Kage. How many? No, no, Christian no, and, and Kage. Kage. Oh, I was going to say whatever. Those, I can't are two, read. those are two different people. That's why it says you, slash, not and. Yeah, You've met Kage. I know. That's why I was confused as I said it out loud. I was like, that doesn't sound right. But okay. Re, re, rewind. So the first question is from Christian and Kage. This, I believe, is directed towards you, Natasha. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Um, right. How many questions do you get rejected? No, wait. Reading. Hold on. How many questions do you get rejected by companies? And what questions are routine, routinely rejected? That's a good one. West. Ooh. Child. <laughs> Trade secrets. Um, <laughs> I don't get the same questions rejected on the few times. And when I say few, I mean the two that I accepted an email interview. It was just where I received the questions back and, and questions I had were missing. Um, um, not sure if I should reveal this. Hey, you don't, you don't have to. You don't, you don't have to say who. <laughs> you don't say who. I, I won't say who, but I do remember getting into a very heated exchange um, with a company about the questions that I had asked the group about Black Lives Matter. Mm. Bearing in mind that over half of the group had donated towards it, mm. but they wouldn't let me say anything regarding it. Um, and if I pushed harder, because like I said, it was an exchange, they said that they'll pull the whole interview. Mm. Dang. Mm. So I was like, and you said there isn't a, a specific question that's routinely just like, nah, we can't talk about that in general. No, but then, but my thing, what I do is that I refuse to give my questions. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So the, 
the companies will always ask for the questions. I will send my talking points. So I will say, here's the subject matters that I'm going to address. I will never give away my questions because that is not good chance. Yeah, okay. spoils it. Because I, I so the reason because I remember when I went in Discord and I was like, "Hey, everybody in Discord, we're gonna be uh, interview." Because I didn't want to say who. I was like, "We're gonna be interviewing a writer, and she's done interviews with K-pop artists." I was like, "Do you guys have any questions that you guys will want answered?" And I remember initially Kage and a couple people in Discord were just like, "Yeah, most of the people that do K-pop interviews suck." Just pretty much like you said at the very beginning. <laughs> Because there was like, they don't ask real questions that people want to know. They kind of just ask these things. And then they were like, you know what? I do have a question. Is there something that's normally, that's so that's where they got that question from. Okay, because okay. they were just I, like, people seem to ask the same questions. Right, right. And they're not necessarily questions people want to know the answers to. I'm, I'm a little hurt by that. I was like, not like many of, many of the, many of the girls are really trying, but I wish people understood that there's so much that there's so much that we're not allowed to talk about. Yeah. Mm. They will give us stipulations. They there will be things that are currently going on, like up going up, like daily, like daily news alerts that we are getting. And if we get an interview, we are told that we are not allowed to, to touch it. Uh, let me tell you something. Almost every one of these groups is asking for an email interview. Mm. Almost everyone. And sometimes, you know, as writers, we have to choose between do you say yes to the email interview? And if you say no, then you don't get the interview at all. And if you really love the group and if you really have questions that you want to ask, do you say yes? Do you say no? And then there's some groups that, you know, they get so big. An email interview is the only thing you're ever going to get. Wow. wow. So, like, if you've just seen, um, like, the interview that John Cook did with Variety was an email interview. Oh, okay. So it it gets like that. And I'm, I'm not going to say who I've had emails interviewed with, but trust me have have grace upon us writers who interview k-pop idols guys we are doing our best mm. we are we are really doing our best and we would we would give you so much more if we were allowed to well oh, what was i doing Sorry. I was like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like, mm, okay, whatever. Um, no, I, was, I, I promise was in my you, head. We, we, we really are doing our best. Right. Okay. So Moni wants to know Have you tried to learn some Korean to help with the interview process? Oh, child. Uh, um i i know very very basic things very and that's just from the amount of k-dramas that i've watched i did say that after i finished my master's i would start paying to just paying going to classes where i can learn the language just so it would make my job easier 
And most importantly, so I, so I could make sure that when the translators are translating and I can hear the answers back, I'm like, I don't want anything to pass me by because I'm like, I'm nosy like that. Right. And, and I'll tell you, the thing that inspired me to be like, I really want to do this is when I was doing my twice interview, like the translator and the girls were busting joke. Like they, I mean, first of all, twice were just simply lovely, very good vibes. But they were busting jokes with the translator. And I was like, me too. I also want to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so that that is why I was like, okay, I need to. I I said this. I, I graduated last February. But time has not been on my side. But I am, I am inspired. I want to learn. And also with my job at Reuters, everyone knows another language there. Like people are constantly just either breaking into French or Italian. Mm. And I'm just there like, I, I need I just need to learn another language for the sake of it. I just need is to break out into another language. Like English isn't just cutting it. <laughs> another feeling. <laughs> Are you guys gonna answer the question? Uh I yeah. mean, I've the bad part was before I started school, I actually was like really he was into, on it. Yeah. yeah, I was spending like an hour a day. I I can't remember any of it. That's the crazy part. Like, as soon as I got enrolled in school, it's like it just took a back seat because I had so much other information I had to consume. Uh, at some point, I do plan on getting into it because I, I I think it's fun, uh, and it definitely would make things easier. I could turn the subtitles off. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I mean that is part of my goal. Just because, like Natasha said, I, I felt like just knowing English which kind of sucks. Like, yeah, you know. So my list of to do things. <laughs> no, seriously, it is because it's like if we ever go to uh, like a Netflix to do list or a real to do. No, list? real. If we ever go to South Korea one day, I need to know so, yeah. when something. We mm. <laughs> okay, wait, when, when we, we go, go. when yeah. we go, <laughs> I need to know. Yes, something, speak you know? it, manifest it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna need to know at least the basic, you know, yeah. terminology, Hello. language, so I won't be relying. On the translator all the time because you know I need to know where I'm at and how to read and everything. Yeah. So yeah. But from my understanding, you'll get around just fine. Yeah, but still, still. Yeah. But still, still, I need to know something. <laughs> Hello, goodbye, and I'm I'm hungry. Sorry. <laughs> Hello, goodbye. Where's and the I'm bathroom? Hungry. Where's the bathroom? <laughs> I mean, Hello and bye is like super easy. Hey, I've been, hey. I, I, I dabble too. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you hear everybody's Hanyang. Oh, yeah, we know that. Like, yeah, it's like everybody says it. Anya. But uh, but I dabble too. I, I kind of try my best, but I'm like I'm like with the rest of the guys. It makes more sense since we've been kind of in the culture for so long. It'll be dope to really learn more, and I think we've all been slowly doing that as well. So language is just is inevitable, you know. It, at least how I feel. I would like that. But it's like Dame said, it's just you got to keep up with it, though. Like It's you know, tough. Yeah. Even if you learn it, you're still going to have to practice it on a daily basis and everything. So I think that's the point I would need to get to. Because I know you had, like, sticky notes around yeah, and everything yeah, like yeah. that. So, yeah. I mean, I still remember it, some, you know. I know a little bit, yeah. but all the stuff that I I, was, I had learned how to say sentences. And it's like, yeah, because he, he, wow. he was reading Korean. He was reading Korean every reaction. Like, yeah. uh, that says this. I mean, well, that says that. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, that's that's just Hango. I mean, I can still read it. It's just uh, I can't necessarily tell you. What okay, flex. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next question is from Sarah. She says, "As someone who used to work in the field, she always wondered how many 
how her associates handled imposter syndrome. Also, what motivates you to continue now that certain fandoms can be quick to send hate to them if they don't like the interview? Because she's had some mm. friends that got doxxed in the past, and it's just a wild thing to her. I'm not going to lie. I pray really hard. I'm not even joking. Like, mm. I know I make this really clear on my Twitter that, you know, I am a Christian. The way I pray over my interviews, I'm just like, Lord, I cannot get doxxed. I have had interviews where, like, maybe one member didn't say anything the whole interview, and I'm just like, God, please, they're just going to think that I didn't want to talk to him and they are going to blame me. And I'll be there like mm. sweating up a storm. Um, so that's the only way. I'm not even joking. That's the only way I cope with it. And I I, oh, I remember writing uh, a review for Enemy and I was just thinking to myself, I cannot be sweating like this because I do not give an album five stars because the fans are going to be like, but every song on the album is perfect. And it's like, <sighs> they definitely are going to say that. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it, it's a lot. I mean, how do I deal with imposter syndrome? I don't know, man. The thing is though, like imposter syndrome can really, really creep up on you in, and at times where you would least expect it. So, um, I, I remember when I went to um, Permission to Dance LA and I was, I was writing a review for Rolling Stone Korea. So we were at the press conference. Because mm. you were in the press box for that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I was in the press box the whole day, but for the concert, I didn't stay in the press box because okay. I had tickets with my friends that day. So I was okay. like, I'm going to experience it with my friends. And then I'll, I went for another day but i wasn't in the box that day um but i spent like the entire afternoon in the box so good experience that was very nice but when we were at the press conference and i oh um and bts walk in and it's like incredible like i've seen them in the flesh i'm like literally like five five steps away from like j-hope and i remember joking i was like if I wanted to jump this man, I could get to him before security gets me. <laughs> but I'm a professional and I'm not about yes. that. So I'm not going to do that. I would, I would never even dream of doing it. It was just a joke. Mm -hmm. So for anyone who wants to take it out of context, it's a joke. <laughs> but yeah. I'm just expressing, I'm expressing just how close they were. Mm. Right, right. Like maybe five to seven steps. But I remember looking around and realizing like maybe out, I can't remember how many journalists were there, but there were quite a few. And I remember the left-hand side was like predominantly people who had come in from South Korea. And I was like, I am the only black girl in this room. Mm -hmm. There's two black people. There was Tetris from Billboard. Because I remember he was wearing a very bedazzled jacket. So it was very <laughs> fabulous. And then there's me. And all the other black people here are either security or they're cleaning. Mm. And it didn't feel good. It, I, I remember for a good portion of that con of the press conference, while I'm making notes, I was just like, why am I here? Mm. Um, imposter syndrome is a lot, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I have um, 
worked through how to get over it because it does it it does creep up on me a lot and I will say I've noticed it creeps up on me in the times where I am the only black girl in the room so when I said earlier can more of you please join us I'm like we're really needed because our perspective is different but it's also great and we add something like fresh and new to the table but I, I can't sit here and pretend that I have completely worked through imposter syndrome because I, I haven't. Mm. That's deep. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I, I guess I can speak on it a little bit. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't really think about things in a moment. Kind of just to, uh, kind of like uh, tap into something you said earlier about how you refuse to lose, you, you know, your shit in front of anybody. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with that. Um, I've met celebrities. I've, I, I, the only person that made me feel slightly remotely starstruck was when I saw Nas in person. And it was because Whoa. it was like, yo, like that's Nas. Like, Nas. He's been doing this since he was like 14. He's been in the game since 14. Like, I had I had met, you know, piece of shit, but I had met R. Kelly at the top of his career. You know, Waka Flocka came in there, Jeezy. Like, I'd never felt nothing. Like, I was mm. just like, oh, hey, what's up? It's you. Like, you know what I mean? So I, I've never really felt like the moment made me feel like I wasn't necessarily supposed to be there. Uh, however, I don't really think about it when it's happening. I think about it afterwards. So if it did hit me, it would hit me after the moment. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I, I, I got to sit in uh, for, uh, it was when, like I said, piece of shit, R. Kelly, he was doing this listening party <laughs> for, for his Black Panties album, and he had invited all the press to listen to the album because this is around the time where I think Surviving R. Kelly was about to hit. It didn't hit yet, you know, but there was ramblings about it being produced. So he still had a favorable favorable view from the media or whatnot. Mm. And he had invited all of this press there, and I'm just an intern at the studio. And, you know, Toya's like, hey, it's okay. You can go in there if you want. Like, we're not busy. Just just go in there and chill. And I went in there, and I'm in there with, like, like you said, like they got people from Rolling Stones, Billboard Magazine. Everybody is there to write something about. They're tweeting, like, like pictures and audio, like, yo, man, I'm hearing R. Kelly featuring this person and this and this song sounds really good and i i still didn't even feel like like i i kind of felt like i don't know it, it sounds cocky but i'm like i felt like i know how to do this better than some of you guys and i'm not even that person like you guys are you guys have gotten the position but i don't know i just got like a really good confidence about being able to pull off pretty much anything that i do so i don't i don't if i did get in it if I did get hit with it, it would be after the moment had passed and I'm back at home like, oh, what the fuck was I doing there? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I wasn't supposed to be in that situation. I'm not necessarily going to feel it at that moment unless I'm probably in the presence of, like you said, Beyonce, Nas. Then then I think I would really feel it. You know what I mean? I don't see it happening in, in K-pop. But then again, if you put me in a room with Gio... I don't know. It might happen. I was, I'm so glad that you feel that way. And I feel like 
I would love to get there. I will say this though. I'm not the kind of person who would allow someone else to tell me that I shouldn't be there because yeah. if that happens, I will turn into a lion. I would literally like, who the fuck do you think you are? Do you know what I have been? Like, do you know what I have been through to get to this point? Don't chat to me. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I have a very quick and sharp tongue, but it's just how I feel in the moment. But th- the way that the only way I know how to power through that is being like, okay, well, since I am being here, I am going to take up space and I'm going to be brilliant while I do it. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, no one is going to make me feel, no one's going to <laughs> say to me, oh, what are you doing here? I'm like, let's check my credentials. Like, All right. Okay, I so. swear too much. My mother's going to be so <laughs> Join the club, girl. <laughs> okay, so Christian wants to know, do you find it harder to interview groups you're a bigger, <clears throat> you're, mm, you know, you're a fan of? Yeah. That's it. Do you? No. Or do you, no. It's the same. No. I actually prefer it because I know more. Ah. Yeah. The okay. research is so much easier. Easier. Yeah, okay. More information. Yes. And, and it's so much easier when you're a fan of someone because um, you know, like the inside things, you know, like the fan jokes, you know, like what they say on V Live, and you know when to reference that. Blah blah blah. Wait, V Live doesn't exist. We verse Live. Um, you know stuff like that. Whereas, um, with a group that you're not familiar with, that's where I will turn to you guys or any other fans. I'm like, hi, I'm about to interview this person. <laughs> Deep rooted question. Would you like to ask? Because I, I just always believe that fans have the best knowledge and therefore they ask the best questions right but listen you ask me one day to like interview beyonce and i will start doing deep cuts you don't (laughs) even know like i know besides asking for like the inside measurement of her leg i will be asking (laughs) a question so i'm like so from that trl video in 1998 can we talk about that? <laughs> you don't make the yes. artist think. That's kind of right. like that's kind of what like what uh, what's name Narwark does. Oh uh, yeah, he, yeah. He yeah. He'll that. reach back and you'll be like, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think of it. interviewing groups that you're actually a fan of is more fun. Granted, I haven't done with K-pop. I still do a lot of Zoom stuff, so. Bro, the day I interview seventeen, and if it's in person, it's gonna be a rap. Ju- it's gonna be a rap, but just know you'll never see it. They will never know. No, they will never. I am going to have so much class and decorum, and then later I'm going to throw up. That is how it's <laughs> going to go down. I love it. So, so what are your opinion? What, in your opinion, qualifies as an interview well done? Ooh. Well, um, well, first and foremost, I have to be proud of it. Um, but let's see, what do what do I like? Oh, when when someone asks says to me, Ooh, that's a really good question. I love it when they say that. Because I just I aspire to ask the questions that someone else hasn't asked right. them. Yes, yes. 
I love it when I get deep cuts of information that I hadn't even asked for. And my favorite thing to reference is like when I had my interview with DPR Ian and he started talking about K-pop slave contracts. Mm. And I hadn't even asked the question because I didn't know about it. But the way he went in, yo, we had to make sure that we were legally allowed to put those answers <laughs> in. That is how, that's how in he went. Like we had to do some digging to make mm. sure that we were okay to put this. Those are the kind of things I love. And I always really like it when I get feedback from the fans or if, because sometimes I'll admit it, sometimes I'll go on Twitter and I'll type in the interview just to see what the fans said. And I like seeing like the screenshots of like pieces that they like, they really gravitated towards. And yeah, I, I really like that. But yeah, first and foremost, it's if, if, it's if the person themselves goes, wow, that's a really good question. I'm like, oh, thank you. I really research. I try. <laughs> it's, it's like it takes them out of autopilot, right? Because mm. like, like you see like the secret invasion is a good example, right? I see the videos of Samuel Jackson and I can't remember the, uh, something Coleman. The, okay. the lady that's... Oh, oh, I know who you mean. Oh, I know. What's her name? Damn it, I'm going to Google. Yeah, she's, she's British, isn't she? <laughs> yes, she is. And I know. Oh, Elizabeth, my goodness. Elizabeth oh. Coleman. Uh, no. Oh, I'm such okay, a bad Brit. She plays the CIA. She works for the CIA or MI6, basically. The British version of the CIA. Oh, I know you're talking Olivia about. Olivia no. Coleman. That's there it. Like when, so they did an interview and they're, they do the thing where they sit in the room and a whole bunch of people come through and ask them questions. They expect the junk, most of the questions. The junket. Right. They expect almost every question. So when they get a question, sometimes like Samuel Jackson be like, yo, that's a good question. That's the first time I've been asked that all day. Obviously that feels good because yeah. it takes them out of the auto answers that they have. Yeah. And now they get to have fun in the interview. Cause I've literally seen. 1080p sent me one with a girl from uh, Game of Thrones. I can't remember her name. Uh, she played Daenerys uh, in Game of Thrones. Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Clark. Oh, and yeah. she looked like she was dying in the interview. Like, it's so boring. And then the guy asked her about her meeting Snoop Dogg. And she just immediately lit up. <laughs> like, oh, yes, that was so great. And it's just like, she's there to talk about Secret Invasion. And, and she's mm -hmm. probably tired of talking about it, actually. Yep. You know, she's sitting there for hours. Yeah. And somebody asks her about something non-related. It brings her back to life. She's going to remember this interviewer for next time. Yep. Yep. You know? Mm. And that's what you want as an interviewer. Because something that I have learned from having to be on the red carpet is that you can't go too far off, like what the premise of the film is because the clients who are receiving it, they want to know about the film. They don't, they may not want to know about you meeting Snoop Dogg. Yeah. And so that, that is really good for like a long form interview where you get to sit down and talk with them for 20 plus minutes. Those are, that's why those interviews are my favorite. But when you have like, Here's, and here's another thing I learned. Sometimes junkets can be as short as four minutes. Mm. I had done a four-minute junket and I was stressed. You only get to ask about three questions, and that's if you're talking really fast. And you have to ask them, so what is the film about? Which they're, ty 
which they're tired of having to answer because they've got maybe what 20 junkets mm, that yeah. day with different outlets so yeah i get it i understand why they're bored but i hope people understand i'm like we have to ask <laughs> we know it's trash <laughs> bang bang what what do you constitutes a good interview I mean, I mean, I, we've done interviews. What are you talking about? Well, I don't think my interview questions are good, but uh, you know, I. What think, are you well, talking about? Why would you say that? Well, I, I would say a good interview for me. These are my favorites because we get a chance to kind of open up and talk. Like, I just love the human aspect about it because we're kind of seen as, you know, on some people's screens. I don't know how we're perceived, but you know, we, we only get a chance to see like a surface version of it. But being able to type in, tap into things, you know, different, more personal, right. it kind of opens things up. Like, I feel like sometimes these interviews, it kind of has me thinking different where I'm kind of like sitting here like, da, 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 da. but in my mind, I'm like, yo, that's really dope. I never thought about that. Never saw that perspective. Right. So these type of settings to me are my favorites um, only because you can get something out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So these nuggets that we get from these interviews, I don't want to talk too much, but these nuggets we get. <laughs> Um, we hold on to them, right? And we can apply it to our personal lives or we can get more compassion. Like I never knew this is what this type of person would go through in their profession. So when I see an interview and they're like, man, why are they asking those silly questions? Oh, maybe because they have to, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe because their questions got rejected. What about their passion? What about their ideas? So um, for me, I I like to, I tend to lean towards the interviews that you can get something from and apply it to your life. I say the, one of my favorite ones in, I can say all all time, but like the Dame Dash when he was interviewing with uh, the Breakfast Club, right? To me, that was a good interview because it changed their whole trajectory, right? They they at first they they rejected it and they thought he was being an asshole, but they all understood like later on, like they all started their own business. Everybody, they all like Angela. He actually owns part of her show now. She doesn't own the Breakfast Club. Like like it really seemed brutal initially, but now now. Like I think when he came back on, oh, they Envy, said Envy said thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Envy said, "Yo, you know what? Thank you, man. You made me actually think about what I was doing. I don't own this. I can't pass this to my kid. Right. But man, Caesar started something that we can. It's mm-hmm. just like, yeah. So very impactful. Where it's like you can pull something from it and apply it to your personal life. That's where I. Those are my favorite interviews. But it's just me though. Yeah. Nice. Same. I mean, when you get those interviews that just open that listener to another side or another avenue of something that you haven't heard about, like I said, it makes it memorable and it makes you remember the person who interviewed him too. Because I mean, we were talking about Nerdwar, like his interviews are memorable because he pulls stuff from a deep pocket of existence that nobody would ever think about. And I think about back to that J Cole interview where he was just like, so uh, what what you, um, you told Dr. Dre about Kendrick, right? And he was just like, How'd you know that? <laughs> like those are the those are the responses that I like to see. So to know when you see people do that their their work when it comes to trying to find like something informative to talk yeah. about. That's that's what's really I like about interviews. And you know, in the lane of K pop and stuff like that, I'm just tired of the cliche Man. Um well, good good morning America questions. I hate those. Like um so shows. um what did y'all like to eat when y'all came here? Y'all mm. went and got a cheeseburger? Right. Like, yeah. Can we those do a dance to, together? <laughs> those, those used to vex me until I found out 
that they have to send over those questions and those right. are the ones that get approved. Really? So yeah. yeah, we're sitting here as fans, vexed thinking, yo, they've been coming to America for how many years and you're still asking them about what food they eat? That company, that question went through the company. Mm. And the company said, ask them that. Mm. So right. it's, been, and trust me, guys, it is, I, I'll just say it and people, let's all make our peace with it. For as long as you are interviewing a K pop idol, you ain't getting past that wall of K pop media training. You ain't getting past it. It, 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 it is the same for whoever it is. You will get a media interview from someone who is a former idol or who never was one, but they're on the Korean scene. Or, like, I don't know, if they're talking to the likes of Eric Nam. And I'm sure that there is a level of comfortability because he is a celebrity, he understands, and blah, 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 blah. I don't know if you listened to like the Dua Lipa podcast or Jenny on it. Did yeah, you guys? That's listen? what I was referencing when I said she talked about not liking uh, the idol, and mm. but people took it out of context because she said way more than that. But people just harped on that at one thing. Yeah, that's the best Blackpink interview I've ever heard, ever mm. heard, ever read. I I just never heard them any member sounds so authentic. But I was thinking to myself, it's probably because she's talking to another celebrity, a celebrity mm. who she deems to be her friend. Mm. Right. And, and also Dua Lipa is a bigger celebrity than she is. So there's a win for being on her podcast. So I was like, there is just a level that we are just never going to reach to. That's why I say, guys, I'm begging you, please have some grace on us writers. We would love to give you more we just we're not allowed yeah, yeah. and something i would sorry one more thing i really want to i really need fans to understand your faves are not paying us to do interviews when you like when the fans pick out i was like oh my god did the, did they pay you to say this no they didn't like trust me we are not getting anywhere near enough money uh, <laughs> and something that i really wish fans understood we are the ones more often than not who are pitching and begging these publications to take on the interviews that you see Mm. when you see i mean yes they will be they will be the bts's at this level and the black pinks at this level who you will see and um, you know you will have the major publications knocking down their doors for an interview but when you see a lot of the other people in the industry getting interviews at anywhere you can think of it is because we have sent pitches and begged those editors to be like, hey, this is this group. We think they're amazing. Here's the, we're, we're making a whole list of their credentials and why they are relevant to this magazine and saying, you should really have this interview. So when you see fans saying all these things about you didn't do this, you didn't mention that, oh, did they the company paid you and it's like 
I didn't practically beg this editor and receive how many rejections from this other person and have to go back and forth with their PR over what questions I can ask. Will you do an email interview? Can you take this out of the interview? Because we didn't like the answer. We didn't go through all of that for you to turn around and say, well, you didn't mention this song that that member wrote three years ago and therefore you hate them. If you don't get the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Goodness, man. I'm probably going to pay for saying that. (laughs) I don't think so. <laughs> Sorry, I, had, I really had to get that off my chest. That was good. It's, it's all good. I'm glad we have this platform here for you to exactly. get it off your chest. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm very grateful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, okay, so so Ash two five one eight wants to know: Is it worse to interview a twelve member girl group or a twelve member boy group? Two different energies and so many names. It's always so many names and it's extremely <laughs> distressing. <laughs> like you can see the fear in my face. It's always. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. It's easier to interview. It's easier to interview the boy groups. They're a little less careful. It's just, mm. it's always easier to interview boys. Mm. Um, wait, I think we might have your your favorite interview was Eric, right? I feel like that's no, that was my first. That was her first. Oh, that, that was my first. first okay, so then who's your favorite oh. that you interviewed? Do you have like one? is that K-pop or just anywhere? No, it doesn't matter. You can anywhere. Yeah, or you can just do both if you want. It does. Say okay, let's do both. Idol. Yeah. Oh, group or idol? That's what it says. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's um Korean related. Oh, this is. Who have I interviewed? <laughs> Everybody. Oh, I wish I had not. There's still people. 17 is on my vision board. Um, um, hmm. Where's my favorite? I'm always, I'm going to always hold that DPR Ian one with such a special oh, yeah, place was- in my heart. Because, first of all, he just speaks just so freely. Yeah. Um. The way the way he spoke about, um, you know, his journey with bipolar. Um. He's just. He's a lovely human being. Um. And like I said, he spoke about so much more. That was just. It was just so rich as a journalist to be like wow you're talking and i am recording all of this this is incredible (laughs) um so that one's always going to hold such a special place in my heart plus he is just such a phenomenally attractive man it's actually my god were you made out of marble like did jesus (laughs) make you himself so yeah um the dpr live holds us no ian i'm getting them confused because i've interviewed both Oh, that's another one. I was shaking like, oh my God. Yeah. I had terrible imposter syndrome interviewing DPR live. Mm. Really? Oh, I am a 
My friends had to talk me out of cancelling the interview three times. No. What? Yeah, because no, because I couldn't face him because he's the second Korean artist I ever discovered. I knew deeper life before I knew what K-pop was. Okay. And I was just like, I can't face this man. I can't. Okay. I'm working through my issues. <laughs> but I remember telling my friend he is going to take one look at my face and think that I am hideous. Mm. That was How did that, you think that? that. Yeah, I was like, he's gonna think I'm fat and ugly. So I was like, I don't want to do it. Yeah, guys, don't look at me like that. I was just trying to figure out why you thought. Yeah, yeah well, why, why would you think that? Uh, my my self esteem fluctuates. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So yeah, I I remember I almost can I. I almost cancelled it the night before. God bless my friend Stefan. He was like, you are not cancelling on DPR Live. You will hate that. He was like, you're not doing it. Because, yeah, I was like, I, another incident where I was like, I cried. I was like, I can't do it. Mm. I, I, I can't talk to that man. So, yeah. So that, that one's also pretty special as well. And I, I want to say... Kyolin, because she said I was pretty. Shout out. <laughs> she said who? Kyolin. Kyolin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mother? Yeah. <laughs> Mother. She, she's so, so how, how, how did you she's feel? She's so after, cool. She's with, so with, cool. That being, for the live, how did you feel after after you had the interview done? Like the, Mortified. <laughs> oh, God. Did you throw up? Worse. Um, because what happened with live is that my internet was playing up right at the end. Mm. Oh, God alive. And so we had to end the interview because my screen froze. My screen mm. froze. And I just know that, like, the way that my mouth was frozen on the other side, and I swear I heard a camera click. I was like, please tell me that no one on that side of the camera has taken a picture of my frozen face. Mm. Good. So oh, it no. didn't, it's not like it ended well. It didn't. Mm. So, and I could, and the thing is that when you do, when you're the host of Zoom, you can hear. Yeah. On the other side. So I could hear them like, what happened? Has she gone? Because it's frozen. I can see that she's frozen. I was just there like, oh God, oh God, oh God. And that's how it ended. So yeah, I, <sighs> yeah, I've died. Mm. <sighs> In yeah, mm. Mm. yeah. Okay, my heart yeah. is too weak for right. all this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my heart will be just thump, 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 thump. That my internet did the same thing with twice, but thankfully I was just in the middle of me saying thank you for the interview. Okay. Um, but yeah, but the things are considering how just terrified i was of interviewing dpr live it's not like no i don't have a happy ending to tell you it was horrible mm. <laughs> but i hope well, he liked the interview I'm, I'm glad you had a great one with ian though right I'm I'm oh yeah um so i think i think those are my favorites yeah, yeah. I, I think i think those are my favorites i say 80s was my first in-person one and oh, okay. Hong Jun is an interviewer's dream. Hong Jun, <laughs> he 
he, I mean, obviously he's doing the most talking because he's the English speaker. Right. But Hong Jun is just, he is a special human being. I don't know. I don't know how to talk about him, but he's just, a, he's just lovely. He's lovely and San is a menace. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. San is definitely a menace when he's dancing, but... <laughs> Son is a menace in person. I was just like, I was like, okay, baby boy, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving right along. Um, at Jayco eighty five twenty seven, they want to know. I love the name. <laughs> I love a Jayco fan. Um, they want to know what your introduction to K-pop was. Well, she answered that. When she answered uh, at missed- the very beginning, right? No, I didn't. No, not 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 necessarily the details of. Yeah, I guess not. Of how she, I mean. Okay, go ahead. I I can quickly (laughs) summarize them. Okay. Um, 2017, my friend, when I was she was doing my hair, she forced me to watch K dramas, literally by force, because she's doing my hair. Um, (laughs) so I was into K dramas for like a year before I knew what paper was. So I actually. I had watched Harang, the poet's warrior. So I'd okay. seen like V from BTS and I'd seen Minho from Shiny and I just thought they were actors. I didn't know that they did music. So mm. Minho has been my first bias, but I thought he was an actor. Um, so from there, randomly, same friend and I were watching a color show and that we watched Dean's performance and we were like, who is this man? Yes, uh, I've seen that one. Yeah, so I get... So the Dean performance led into DPR Live's performance of Paris. Okay. So that's okay, how yeah. I knew those two before K-pop. So, I, well, okay, I knew Korean artists before K-pop. February 2018 was at um, someone's place after watching Black Panther, and they were watching um, Harang. And I was like, oh, I've watched that. And they were like, yeah, that's V from BTS. What's a BTS? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, so they were playing the Wings DVD commentary. And I'm sad to say that I was so ignorant because even though I had been watching K-dramas and really enjoying them, I'm talking about, like, I was watching Weightlifting Fairy. I remember the internet cut in the place that I was living in London. And I went to Tesco, our big supermarket, just to access the internet, just so I could watch the rest of the K-drama on my phone. That's real so that's, right there. That's how deep I was into it. But I was, I'm so disgusted at my own ignorance because I was watching it. I was like, oh my gosh, they're so effeminate. Like, mm. I don't get it. I was like, I'm so, God forgive me, I was so ignorant. I remember looking at Yungi who is my bias wrecker in BTS, I'm like, why does he look so mean? He don't look like he wants to be there. He's just sitting there big mad, not understanding why he's in this group. (laughs) So that was my introduction to BTS. I know, terrible, right? That's February. Then come May, this is after I quit my, my job in the civil service. I'm sitting at home, not doing anything. And just this random thought pops into my head. What was the name of that group my friend was talking about? BT, BT, like BTS. I was like, oh, oh. and 
they were talking about them like they were next to God. <laughs> and granted, this same friend, we had always been into groups together. So we were in it with B2K, B5. Um, so I have always trusted this person's judgment when it comes to music. So I'm like, let me see what this group is about. They can't be as group, they can't be as good as she made out. So I type in BCS, the first thing that comes on is the DNA video. Oh, I'm like, okay. <laughs> so that so I get through it and I'm like, okay, that was better than I thought. And so like my YouTube autoplay, so automatically mic drop comes. Yeah, and I'm there like, you go. That was my ex. That was, I was like, oh, that was one. oh, bitch. That's all. <laughs> but then the next video that followed after the mic drop remix was Blood, Sweat and Tears. Okay. Mm. When I tell you after that, I am not exaggerating. I text her. I was like, I am so sorry. You were completely <laughs> correct. Teach me everything you know. Because immediately I was like, I need to know names. Because that's how they get you. You're watching the video. I'm like, oh, okay. So who's who? God bless my friends. Because I had another friend do this for 17. My friends send me actual tutorials. Oh, man. They send me tutorials, presentations. When I tell you this girl sent me, she sent me everything I need to know for their names. She sent me Rum BTS. She sent me a presentation of all the videos I need to watch to understand the BTS lore. So, you know, like, I need you, Ron. They have, like, a whole story. (laughs) She sent me every theory video so um and my mom is my witness for two weeks straight i didn't consume any media that wasn't bts it was like i was just i fell down the rabbit hole and i was just there like a research student i'm like i am going to know everything until i know the inside measurement of john cook's arm i just (laughs) so for two weeks and this this is also, I think, this, the week before, they had dropped Love Yourself Tear. Oh, so there okay. was even fresh music, mm-hmm. which is now my favorite BTS album. So from there until August, which is when the Idol comeback happened, I think I practically consumed every piece of BTS content <sighs> To the Man. point where I was up to date with Rum BTS by the time. Dang, that's some content. Too. That's a lot of content. So be- <laughs> because when when I get into something, I become obsessive with it. Mm. <laughs> there it is. So yeah, if you would like to know how I go, <laughs> and while this is all happening, so Spotify is recommending stuff. So I remember Spotify recommended. Um, Jiang Kyung, um, his album, The Poet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found out he was dead. And there was a particular song that I love. And I was like, I, I didn't think I listened to him for maybe a year after because I was like, I was so hurt. I was like, how are you telling me I've just discovered this man? He's passed away five months before this happened. And uh, and Spotify had recommended Shiny's I Say. That's the first song I ever heard about Shiny. And I remember crying while listening to it. Didn't know he was even in Shiny. Wow. Just their vocal work made yeah. me cry. I was like, who are these men? 
And why are they singing like this? Why are they singing from the depths of their soul? I don't understand what they're saying. But I know that these vocals are magical. So yeah, like, so little pieces were coming. I was like, I was listening. Yes, I'm obsessively listening to BTS, but I remember like Spotify recommended uh, recommended NCT's uh, Baby Don't Stop and um, My Baby Don't Like It. So that's my k-pop journey amazing oh <laughs> Ooh, yeah that was a journey mm-hmm. <laughs> it was i love it though okay so hmm a-d-o-n adon i don't know whatever no not whatever but sorry I, we understand <laughs> <laughs> after hearing xg's girl girl gang what's your exception no that's not the word they meant Probably expectation. expectation for their upcoming mini album. Uh, I I'd assume that it's going to be mainly hip hop driven. Uh, I hope the um I hope the girls get a chance to you know do their R and B thing. Uh, but I feel like it's gonna be a hip hop driven album. Um, just based off of how Girl Gang sounded and yeah. the fact that they wanted to focus on the vocals on the video, the songs heavily hip-hop influence so i i just expect that that's that's the direction they're gonna go in I don't, i'm not really sure like what more he wanted from the question or her not sure but that's that's just kind of what i expect a hip-hop infused album i'm i don't know what to expect because they just been yeah so i, I couldn't even tell you what i can expect from the album i just know that i'm just gonna be ready to consume whatever they put out and judge it apparently but i'm scared <laughs> no, i'm scared because just like i don't want it to flop yeah. you know but i mean you know it's they've been having some great success you know in the sound and everything like that but i'm just saying i'm gonna be ready to be disappointed just so i can be mm. happy I'm taking no, I'm taking <laughs> but I'm taking every release like that nowadays. Like I'm not yeah. really expecting anything like, oh my god, you like cause cause I don't want to be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Like you was with um, you know, Super M. Yeah. So well, I mean, I wasn't disappointed. I was, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying he was disappointed. Yeah. In, in in the debut album, as in the full bodied album. I, I'm st- I'm I'm so down on Joppin and 100 that yeah. the album couldn't save it for me. Like they're supposed to be like when you say somebody's the Avengers, bruh. Like you you basically just said this is the combination the culmination of 21 flicks prior to <laughs> like that that's the that's the weight. I don't think people realize the weight they put on it. So when those two singles came out, it was like them dropping the She-Hulk TV series. And then saying Avengers is coming. So. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's tough. You know what? I feel like we spoke about this on my podcast. <laughs> um, the thing is, I enjoy dropping. I I enjoy a drop a lot. One hundred. SM. <laughs> That's a tough one. SM. We go hundred. I'm I'm going to say this, and I will make peace with the fact that maybe after this, you may never want to work with me. I'm okay. I, I'm okay with that. 
because um, 100 is an abomination to music, mm. not to K-pop. It is an abomination to music. How dare you with, with six juggernauts Right. And Lucas, <laughs> how dare you put that on the album? hundred percent. And then make it a single for us to be released with a music video. Yeah. Because no, I, I don't. I don't understand how. Oh, I'm so mad. Oh, I'm so mad. Oh, I'm yeah. so mad because that song <laughs> is actually infuriating. What a waste of time. What a waste of studio effort. Yeah. What a waste of Beck Young and Tensbro <laughs> and Taman. How dare you waste Everybody. Kai's time? And this is why I'm holding back it, all my right. You know, no. I'm just like, yo, I'm ready for whatever y'all give us. <laughs> I'm so upset. No, because I love I love Super M's debut album. And when I listened to Drip, I was like, this is how yeah, I know y'all fumbled the bag. How did you say that these men were the Avengers of K-pop? That they were meant to do their big one in the West, but you didn't you didn't put out the music that was meant to capture. If they that was someone would have done so well on the RB charts, Drip yeah. and Dangerous Woman. And yes. yet, and yet you gave us the audacity of 100 and Tiger Inside. And the only thing that saved Tiger Inside was Kai and Taeyong's man bun. The fact, oh, that the, the fact that the biceps were bicepping. That yeah. is what saved Tiger inside. 100 is an abomination to music. I agree. It's a tough one. <laughs> Sorry. A tough one. What about song? To Infinity and Monster? What, was it Monster? No. When Lucas, when Lucas was saying, I'm the other one, mixing <laughs> with them other ones. First of all, what was Lucas saying? It didn't make any level of sense. And for the fact that Lucas had been given no lines, and trust me, I'm not sitting here adv advocating yeah. for Lucas. I know that Lucas is a controversial figure. But for the fact that the whole time Lucas had had no lines, and those are the lines you gave him, everyone would be embarrassed. Everyone should be embarrassed. Hmm. How did we get here? I'm so sorry. It's the a real way time. I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have brought it up. I shouldn't have brought it up. I hate 100 from the bottom of my soul. Bottom of my soul. All right. Okay. Well then. <laughs> sorry. So Lena's Music 21 wants to know, <laughs> are there any producers that you think would work well in K-pop? Uh, yes. I mean, there's a lot. Um, based off of the sound that they have right now you guys might not know them uh but i think the honorable c note uh would do some really dope stuff if you don't know who he is mm. you should you should look him up he does some really dope stuff i think i'll just give three i think dj tump would do some really dope stuff and uh as far as like on the r&b tip um i just want to say don't send hitmaker uh, i'm not saying that he's not good i'm just saying that um he no, just just don't let him do it. Damn. <laughs> um, yeah. He's he's good at what he does. Um, I'll I'll just say that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, DJ Tom and the the honorable C note, and um, I think Wonder Girl would actually do some really dope stuff too. And I, one more, Missy Elliott, yeah, because yeah, Missy. like oh, I said, the 1080p. Sure. I think I think New Jeans is really uh just doing like K-pop Sierra music. Um, 
which is fine, is great. Uh, I, but I, I think, uh, like, Missy Sierra music, that's kind of like what New Jeans is doing. They're just yeah. doing, like, a K-pop version of it. So I think Missy would be able to flourish in that. Um, I agree with that, Missy. I want to just back that comment. Missy mm. would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I can um, give Missy behind the, the production, give Missy behind the video, everything. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you, I, you, well, you're basically saying Dave Myers. Doing K-pop music videos, actually, because you got to think he did ludicrous videos too. True, oh yeah, true, true, he did do them. Yeah. What about Hype Williams? Hype? Hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, but you know, he don't do no video for under a million dollars, so I don't know if K-pop wants to do that. <laughs> I, that would you think that was up YG if it was a Blackpink video? You know, uh, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're probably right. Because I, I, I can watched, see it now. I the whole, Hype Williams. I forget who Black it was. Pink. You know, Hype. It was Bust. It was Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes is on. I, I'm, I'm just shouting Nori out so much. But uh, Buster Rhymes was on Nori's Drink Champs podcast, and he talked about how when they did the What's It Gonna Be video with Janet Jackson, he's like Hype Williams called the label. And was like, yeah, it's a million dollars for the video. And then he said when he spoke to Hype Williams, it only cost him three hundred thousand. He literally just banked the other seven hundred k. He's like, yeah, that's just what I tell everybody. He's like, but it doesn't. He's like, I definitely don't do, you know. But that was just his fee, a million dollars, and he's gonna spend less than half of it on the video. It's just what he did. Okay. I mean, it wasn't gonna be video. Was kind of groundbreaking at the time, though. But you know, I think it's groundbreaking now. <laughs> yeah, <Thanks>. yeah, it is. <laughs> Janet Jackson was wearing cock rings. <laughs> it was a lot. She of really them was. Too. She it really was. A lot was. of them. She <laughs> really was. And 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 nobody nobody said anything because it's Janet Jackson and you it's can't say the anything. Janet Jackson. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, uh, what's the name? Buster said he doesn't even call her Janet Jackson. He said he calls her uh, what's her name from um, Good Penny. Times. Oh, Penny. Yeah. He yeah, yeah, Penny. yeah. He's like she's. He's like that's Penny. Like it's like she was she was my dream girl when I was a kid. That's Penny. That's not Janet. That's Penny. <laughs> the supreme mother. Yeah. Right. right. You got anything? Oh, I mean, I don't know too many producers. Um, I can't think of another off the top of my head. Organized noise. Maybe. I think that would be a maybe. I, I like that. Um, I did like the collaboration with like. Some of the R and B artists like Lucky Day, I would like to see more collaborations. Um, oh, more are coming. Pink Sweat yeah. said he's been working on some stuff. Yeah, I, I mentioned Pink Sweat before, but that R and B sound is something I like. It, it speaks to me, and like I, I yeah. want them to kind of keep digging and collaborating, like just that marriage. So I'm not, I'm not sure necessarily producers, but at least some artists, at least you know, collaborating more. Because I'm not sure what Lucky Day. I'm not sure what how much he contributed. I think he wrote on um. Um, XO's project, but uh, yeah, but just more collaborations with like those type of artists. Maybe they can start tapping into that sound uh, more heavy than they are now. Lucky Day works with D Miles a lot. Um, D Miles is a genius yes. in R and B. I don't have a producer, but I've been saying I want Victoria Monet to get her claws mm. into K-pop so badly. Yes. because if you look at what she has done for Ariana Grande. Right. Oh. Like she is behind all of Ariana Grande's hits. Mm -hmm. So I'm just there, like, you guys, you, like, you need to let her just, like, just give her the money and let her decide who she's going to work with. Mm -hmm. And she will produce fire. 
another name that that comes up with a lot of Ariana's hits is uh, Tyler Parks. But Tyler Parks has been working in K-pop already. Yeah, uh, she's she just been all over it. Yeah, mm-hmm. she she just needs to be. Wait, given is she the is she B or she? Is she I want to make sure I got her pronouns correctly. She might. It might be they. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I'm not feel like, sure. I feel like Tyler might be non-binary. But Tyler is definitely one of those people that write smashes. I just think that they need to give more records, like the bigger records to her. Or to they. Definitely. Okay. Okay, so Anonymous wants to know what is the best concert you've seen or... Or I'm sorry, and which idol at that concert exceeded your expectations? Ace. Um, I have to say Geo. Yeah, that's the first person that comes to mind because we've I've seen her two times now, and both times she just it's like I know, but I know now. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like. It's it's just a, a a level of just stage presence that she has that just you just be like, damn, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And that's not to put any other members of Twice to shame or anything like that. It's just that there's some spark about Jiho that she keeps trying to take me away from Momo, and it's not happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But, but she's I putting was, up a good fight. Yes, and I oh, was she gonna get you everything. with this. She gonna get you with the solo. I'm Ooh. scared. I'm scared. <laughs> you know, and, you know. <sighs> but yeah, I would have to say, Geo. Um, if anybody else, I could have put up to that. Um, <sighs> maybe Jungho, Vates. Okay. Because man, hearing him sing live, good Yo, God. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing, but other than that, one hundred percent Geo. Yeah. So your favorite was Twice um, concert? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, that was part of the question. Yeah, favorite <laughs> Twice, Twice, yeah, Twice is yeah, Twice favorite concert. Yeah, I'll say the same thing. Um, and I don't like to choose any favorites. I know I don't choose favorites. Um, <laughs> but uh, I would say Dion's her her stage presence was really cool. Like. She had the whole crowd doing the hoo hoo hoo. I'm not sure if she came up with that or what, but I just know when she comes on stage. I, I, I'll, I'll put that to her. I'll give her the credit yeah, for that. Yeah, I'll one. give her all that credit. All uh, right, then she went as far as learning because we saw her twice, but her English has gotten so much better as well. So just seeing her as like she feels like a glue when it comes to the group. That's the one everybody can kind of kind of lean towards, and just that stage presence. Uh, she kind of is the one that kind of. You know, can throw some funnies in there, pull this back. Then she writes, and she's on the piano. Then she's there, and that, and I'm like, that's a true artist. So, so much respect for that one. So, shout out. Um, just to have a little bit of variety, I can't say variety wise a different concert. The twice, the second twice concert was definitely my favorite. The, like, yo, that that trending clip of Geo spazzing in the rain, because y'all were there, remember? Yeah. It started raining. They came in, got the wheel because oh, yeah, they, they ended the show it. early and they were about to end. And then Gio's like, We could do one more song. And you could see Che Young turn around, like, Really? <laughs> Are you serious? We're doing another? It's pouring rain. What do you mean another song? And they were running too. And then there's that clip trending because they did like, uh, 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 like, uh, I don't know. 
TT. They uh, they T-T. finished with TT. Yeah. Finished with T-T. And there's that clip of Gio in the rain, like body rolling and enjoying. Like she, it didn't even matter how much it, didn't it was matter. raining. Yeah. It didn't matter at like, all. So like, I can easily co-sign everything A said. But just to give you a little bit of variety, Twice was definitely my favorite concert. Uh, out of, as far as people that impressed me, man, the Inmix showcase, uh, Kujin. I already knew she was really good from watching the other stuff, but seeing her in person, like. 1080p can probably co-sign. She she is just such a good performer. She is so high intensity, so like she is like on it. I don't understand how she has that much energy. I get it. She's the maknae, but when you watch them, nobody is dancing in her intensity. Nobody like Lily was definitely killing the vocals, but Qjin was surprisingly good with vocals live. She she was really punctual she wanted to talk she was really giddy about everything that that really impressed me uh so i'll, I'll just say that oh okay i have i have two favorite concerts that tie the first one being got seven in london in 2019 mm. i think it's fair to say that that concert changed from on a molecular level Um, because no exaggeration Jin Young came on stage and it's like the vitamin D zapped out of my knees during his solo stage I actually dropped to my knees my friends as my witness Mm. like this vitamin D just gone I came in as one version of myself, and I left as Tasha 2.0, and I had to say it. That's the first one. Seventeen's concert in D.C. last year. I went to see Seventeen on a whim. I had just started taking an interest in their music, I think. I thought that the um, Face the Sun album was incredible. I think I think I actually started listening to Seventeen based off like Desi March's reaction and your guys. I was like, mm. "Oh, Seventeen! Oh, this song hot. <laughs> okay, let me check them out. Album's incredible." Um, so I just went to see, <laughs> just went to see them on a whim, like because like friends had encouraged me. I was in the states. I didn't even know that they weren't touring Europe, um, and um, just you know, throughout the show, I was texting my my friend Bree. Was I was like. Um, the one with the bass in his voice, who's he? Um, and that one over there, who's that? Oh, that's Vernon. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, hmm. I, I, like, I, I, I think I'm in love with all 13 of them. And because, like, when the concert started, I only knew two members. I knew Mingyu because she had repeatedly been sending me pictures of him. So I knew that the big buff one, is Mingyu. <laughs> and that, like, throughout my K pop history, I just knew that there's this really short member of this group called 17 called Woozy. And I knew that I was like, I just know that there's a really short guy called Woozy and he produces music. I'm like, okay, cool. There's, there's a Woozy and there's a Mingyu. And then in the concert, I was just like, huh? Oh my. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, for those who know that S-Scoops has me in a chokehold, but I would say the concert that surprised me is Blackpink. Mm, and I know part. that, and I know you guys know that beforehand, I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't understand why we're here. 
Um, yeah, those girls really surprised me. I, I would say that their live shows have made me enjoy them so much more. Agreed. Yeah, because I, I already enjoyed what they did um, when they came for their concert in London. And I honestly said the member that surprised me was Jisoo. Mm-hmm. Because, listen, I knew that Lisa was going to come out <laughs> and just be a dominating force, a lion, uh, a magnificent beast, a phoenix, if you'd like to call her. <laughs> but um, I'm standing just a little bit. But <laughs> the London concert, when G- this is before she had her solo, so she was doing her Camilla Cabello cover. And I was like, my friend and I both said, no, but Jisoo can sing. No, but Jisoo can really sing. Why have we not seen Jisoo sing? <laughs> I don't feel like you guys... No, because I left the concert mad at YG. I was like, I don't think you've been giving my girl the material because mm. what mm. have I... And I'm not a blink. I'm not a stan. I'm just someone who enjoys music and I know the standard of K-pop. I was like, no, but Jisoo's really out here doing her thing. Why have I not seen her? That was my issue with both of the singles. It was. Because I was like, she can really sing, and they just made her do some, like, what, like, what is this, Flower? She's not singing I understand, for real. Yeah. I oh, that, and that's what made me so upset about Flower, because I'm like, Flower doesn't even have a chorus. Yeah. There, there's no... How does a song not have a chorus? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was... I mean, the, the choreography in terms of the hand stuff is very fun and very catchy, and I know it's been very popular in South Korea. But I was like... I know what I saw and I really liked what Jisoo did. And now I'm furious that I haven't seen her. So yeah, that, that I was really surprised that the member who exceeded my expectation was Jisoo. Hmm. 1080p? What? Your favorite concert <laughs> and the person that impressed you. I mean, I know you've only been to two. Uh, now you've been to three K-pop concerts. Who three? Mama Moo oh, yeah. twice oh, and, and mix. Yeah. I'm so jealous y'all have seen Mama Moo. I'm, I, I can't even speak. That was so delicious. <laughs> um, mm, um, <clears throat> I mean, but mm, I don't. I mean, mm. let me just switch. <laughs> Sorry, no, it just my... like Mama Moo. Like it was like pure vocals and I just I just I don't know I, I feel like with twice I, I was fangirling I was screaming mm. like I had I don't I don't know like like the girls for Backstreet Boys yeah <laughs> and I and it like it caught my I caught myself by surprise I was like oh my god I'm excited oh okay this is this is different right <laughs> this is really different um and I'm trying to think who surprised me the most. Um, I, I mean, I have to agree with Dame just because, like, I wasn't 100% familiar with NMIX and Lily was my bias by default because she knew English. Um, so, but Kyujin was just like, she waved at me. And <laughs> I just felt like... Just the wave. You, you, you saw me. I saw you. We're friends. You're my bias. <laughs> And she did her thing. So, yeah. 
Acceptable. She, now she really thought she was tripping, but Kujin like, like seriously waved directly no, like at her. She, she looked like, at me, not these other people around. It was me, not my eyes. Peasants. She looked at exactly. me, me right here. She saw me. Because like it's only four of us sitting here. She, I she, waved. She looked and waved back. Yeah. So it was Logic. me. We see. But yeah, that's all I got. Nice, nice. <sighs> that's a good answer. Thank you. It is. Okay, so another anonymous person would like to know what the worst comeback you guys have heard so far this year. Oh. I meant to think about that for a second. Um, Hold on, let me see. Let me see some stuff that came out this year. I I mean, hey, I don't mind getting the hate, so I'll I'll go ahead and give an answer. But hold on, let me make sure this came out this year. I'm going to be flogged for my answer. Okay, um... I know this just goes along with the the sentiment that I don't like Blackpink anymore, which is not true. But I think Jisoo's, both of her singles weren't good. It's not uh, a comeback. That don't, that don't count. Flower it is a comeback. comeback. It is. is well, it? oh, it's a, it's a debut. debut. Yeah. Okay, so worst comeback? <laughs> like, yep. okay, so, okay, l- let's get more hate on Dame. Because <laughs> oh, we're going to go with Jisoo, because I don't like neither one of the songs. I feel like they... The label dropped the ball and didn't take advantage of what she can actually do. Um, I'll find something else. I, I'm not scared, man. I, I mentioned a bunch of shit that I think was bad. <laughs> Come on, y'all know Has me. Has anybody else got anything while yeah, he's somebody scrolling? Else, I, 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 can, I, I can do this all day. If, if I, I can I can say this and I, 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 would, I know I'll be flogged. I've got two. Whatever that song is that Taeyong put out, Sha La La La, whatever yeah. it is. Sha La 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 La. Oh my God. I, <laughs> I. I'm the only person that likes it. Yeah. I know I am. I'm in the minority. I tried to and like it. I want to say this. It's just my personal opinion to the listeners. You don't have to agree with me. No one's requiring you to agree with me. I think the boy is very talented. I don't think that was his best work. Um. My Yo, last the rest one. of the album is way better than yes. that song, too. But that I feel like that's been the sentiment for most of NCT's work for like the past two and a half years. Like you take the title track and you're like, okay. And then you get to the album and you're like, Mwah! flawless. Right. Um, but that's my personal opinion. You're never gonna convince me that sticker is a good song. Sorry. Um <laughs> <Thanks>, sticker. <laughs> sticker um Oh God, please forgive. Like, I know I'm going to be flogged. The people are going to be upset, but Stray Kids. Oh, my darlings. What is that song? Why are you all looking at me like that? I'm curious. I'm curious. S Class, are you? No, no, no. Is it the one where they're going like this? Yeah. No. That's S Class. Yeah. No. Wow. I love S Class. Why is it six different songs in one? I wouldn't say six, more like three. I would say it's at least eight. And <laughs> and and I am look, I'm, I'm, look I just want to say my this is again, this is just me. This is right, just me. Yeah, Please. I, I, yeah, yeah. I know I'm going to be flogged when this episode comes up. Guys, it's just my opinion. The whole noise music thing has never been for me, which is why. I champion Stray Kids' movement. I mm. want them to succeed. I think Bang Chan is just 
most cute and adorable and handsome leader ever. I'm not the biggest Stray Kids fan, even though I'm obsessed with Maniac. I think Maniac is amazing. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it's so many, it's so many sounds in one. And I know that traditional K-pop used to be like that. It's just not personally for me. I don't understand why, why, why we do it. What, what is this? <laughs> I thought it was cool. Guys, it's just, it, it's, it's just me. It's just me. I just personally hate it. Well, it hurts. it's okay. It's you gonna, okay. You gonna I, go with I, no, I'm just joking. I, I, I know you're gonna break it. You know, up. They, you know, everybody is waiting for you to but, say. Espa. Um, I'm gonna agree with you 100 percent on uh, Shalala. Yeah, Shalala. Um, it's like, and and you know, and I'm just being 100. percent The fans didn't make it no better. I'm trying to tell me that you know, this is the NCT sound. Uh, I can't comprehend greatness or doing something different what? and all this. Yeah. Like, yo, I don't care what y'all say. Shalala was not a good single at all. It's uh, and, not. And it is, it's, it's just everything else on the album was great. But it's just like, <clears throat> I, I, even when I did the album reaction, I said that, you know, I can see Shalala being like a good like freestyle dancing song, like yeah. where people are just like gigging to it and want to dance, but it's not a single. And you can't tell me otherwise. It's not a good single. And like I said, if this is what the artist wanted to do, all power to you. This is this, this is what you wanted to express. I just don't agree with that decision. We're making it the lead single of your project. Because it didn't want to make me listen to the album. And no. that's what I think a single should do. The single makes me listen to the album. And I said it on a on a review. I'm glad I listened to the album because there's a lot of better uh, better songs than this one. It's like 100. No. <laughs> I, th I think it's better than 100. Yeah, I'm about to say. I think it's definitely better I, than 100. I will say it's, it gives me you, the you same sentiments. Really, it's like it doesn't inspire really me to want to listen to the work. Yeah. I, I know for me, um, I wasn't going to mention that, but that was the song I struggled with the most. I think in our reaction, we struggled initially, and I tried to listen to it uh, again. It could work in a club setting, maybe. Like, if I was in a party setting and, like, everybody was, like, jumping around, then I'd be like, okay, this this might hit. But it's a really tough listen if I'm, like, at the gym or just doing anything other than partying. So. I don't think I could be sober. Yeah. That's... <laughs> I cleaned my car listening to it. I'm trying to think of another song, but I just got to make sure make sure it came out this year. Okay, I I I I got a couple for. So I'm like I said, I'm gonna stick with the Jisoo records. The uh, I agree with y'all on the Taeyang on the Taeyang record. Uh, I'm gonna also, God damn, it, I just passed it. Uh, Jimin's uh, lead single. I'm not a huge fan of that record. Um, like crazy. Yeah, like oh, okay. crazy. Oh, uh, I think that's like. I don't think it's like an overly bad record. I'm just not into it. Um, That's I, fair. I, I, I tried not to. I, I tried to get into it. I, I definitely couldn't. I'm not really into 50/50s music whatsoever. I've listened to all of the songs. I, I, none of them do anything for me. I don't know if that's all this year or not. Um, and it, it it makes me mad because there's songs from like groups like Pixie and stuff like that that have really good records, and we're talking about 50/50. But that's uh, don't get me ranting on that. Um, mm. Think Cravity dropped a bad record this year. Um, it's 
that, that's that's really all I'm saying. Like I'm I'm at four months ago. Um, I mean, I got another one. I've Kish. I didn't like that one. Oh. Yeah, Ki- yeah, Kish. I'm not a huge one. fan of Kish. Um, I can't Kepler really sit here and say that I listen to I have, I don't. Kepler dropped a bad record this year. I thought that was. Oh. Like I said, a bad record. I didn't say I didn't say like they're bad. I'm just saying they dropped a bad record this year. Oh no, I know um, you're not saying they're bad. I was like, oh, no, I like had, they've had a good run, a really good run. A uh, Chung Ha dropped a bad record this year. Her, the song Chung Ha dropped, dropped music. Yeah, the 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 no. Okay, that's a throwback. But uh, oh. when I checked out that throwback, it was mm. she had did Chica. It's an older record. Um, the song's okay. It's okay. Um, I was gonna say I thought she's battling with her label to get out of her. Nah, yeah, you're right. Um, Mave, Mave's song was good, but I'm not getting into that again. That was a debut. That wasn't a comeback. Same. We have it, our it's, thoughts it's about almost, that. Yeah, we talked. We talked <laughs> about it. Okay, I think I'm 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 entering into last year. Yeah, it's good, man. You said you you feel. I think 2023 has been like a overall for the industry. I think it's been a really good year for music. Really good. I agree. Yeah, no, really you're, good. You're right. I agree with that sentiment. Um, I think the men are trying to come back strong after last they're year. Yes, they they're trying. <laughs> they're they trying. We, I think they're we pointed that job. out. Then We've you pointed been... out that at the beginning of the year. Mm. He was like, the men got to work. They got to work the, this year. <laughs> they really have because when I say last year, the ladies took it and it wasn't even close no especially the rookie groups like Man. the male rookie groups didn't do nothing compared to what all the girls did i i was like what well, did did male rookies debut because <laughs> i heard nothing <laughs> yeah oh sorry okay so we have two more um anonymous wants to know if TLP is really in season two of Squid Games. Should he win it? TLP, sure. Why oh, not? I mean, I he's. Like re- I mean, that's not a joke. He's he's really in it. <laughs> oh, for real? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. No, as in, uh, uh, no, as in, like they released the the uh, cast. The oh, cast, like yeah. he's he's really in wow. Squid Games. Too. I, I thought it, I thought it was a rumor. No, as no, long no. as he got a hat on, he should win. <laughs> really, he should win. I, I like TLP. I I don't care who wins. Squid Game had me very stressed. Um, I, I'm just happy to see everybody there. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. <laughs> if if they could reincarnate my good sis, um, uh, uh Hyoyun's character, the North Korean refugee, if we could find yeah, a way to bring yeah. her back, she I would was the be best so great. Person on a show. Right. Oh. Listen, it was when dope that to see man... her in the new jeans video though. Yes. Oh, I want to know what the budget on that MV <laughs> to get her and Tony did it for free. He yeah. said yeah, they free. said he did it for He'll free. He'll be a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> for free. Yeah. I love that man. He's so gorgeous. <laughs> I don't think you understand. In Shang-Chi and what was it, that Ten Rings Marvel mm-hmm. film? My sister and I were rooting for him to win. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. As in, my sister and I were just there like, do you see that man? First of all, you're better looking than your child. And second of all, I believe he has points. Look, I'm like, yeah, I get it. I see where he is coming from. 
Mm, let him win. Let him win. Because he needs to be in the second one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. And then in the New Jeans videos, he dyed his hair gray. So now he's giving, what's the term? Oh, what's the Benny. term? Silver Fox? Oh, Silver, my. Silver I'm, I'm, I'm oh, wow. Stunning. Just, I was so happy. <laughs> but simply, I was just there like, did Hyde drain the budget for, mm. for this video? I'm, guys, I'm stunning. I love that man. He is so gorgeous. Do you need a sugar baby? I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even require money. I would just like to be with you, sir. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Okay. Last question by, from Anonymous. What are y'all's thoughts on, I can never pronounce her name correctly, um, Hwasa mm-hmm. signing with Sai? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Not no, good. please go first. I, 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 I oh, let okay. me go. Um. I think uh, Psy seems to let artists do what they want to do, uh, but it doesn't necessarily seem like it'll last long just based on the track record that his label has established with the artists. So I, I I hope we'll get something good in the time that they work together. Uh, I'm I'm sure Huaso put something special out. That that that's really all I get. I just don't expect it to last for a very long time. Just because, I mean, size label hasn't P Nation hasn't really shown longevity with artists doing something. I'm just excited to her, her to keep working. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that may sound like the the uh, politically correct politically correct should. response, and you know everything like that. But um, I, I tend to you know like Wasa a lot and what she does with the music and you know i agree you know some things with p nation haven't gone you know too well as of late you know with all the shakeups between all the artists and stuff like that but yeah i'm willing to see what happens next you know maybe off of rbw she can wear some crotchless pants if she wants no she better not <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, wherever she goes i want to be happy you know <laughs> so if that's with crotchless pants whatever <laughs> Go for it. Just make some hits, but take care of the artist. We love her as an artist. Take care of the artist. That's all I care about. Sir, I've just been having fun trying to do the, that that choreography in my I, head. I see it. Yeah. Because uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, what side song has happened recently? I was just having so much fun. Um, okay. So, I... I feel like RBW has just done such a frustrating job of handling Mamamoo that I'm personally, I was psyched just to hear Hwasa was leaving. Um, I, I hear what people have said about the concerns of like the longevity of P Nation's artists. And there's been more than one P Nation artist that has said like, Hey, where is my album? Or like, he was very um allegedly he was very controlling over the music blah 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 blah. i hope that that's not the case for huasa maybe p nation will just be a stepping stone i i i don't know but i'm hoping that you know i'm hoping that we'll actually get to see huasa do international press for a change because i don't know if anyone noticed mama me don't do international press Damn, you're right. Ever. 
I can name you. So it's only until Ween left that she started doing press for her solo stuff now that she's under Ravi. Kwasa has one interview with Enemy. Solar has one interview with MTV News. Don't think Moonbjorn has any. Mm. And the group have done one interview with Zach Zach. So I'm hoping that, you know, we'll see some push for Fwasa because I feel like she would just be so loved internationally if more people... I was like, Fwasa... When you consider the fact that her idols are Rihanna and Beyonce, do you know just how big she could be? I think what's happened to Mamamoo, period, has been criminal. Mm-hmm. The fact that this was their first world tour. Yeah. And I say world, uh, uh, as in, <laughs> I say world with resentment in my heart. I've seen your Pure... tweets about that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to know that my, my tweets are hitting the, you know, the targeted audience because I'm fuming. <laughs> like, is there pink venom in my heart? Yeah. <laughs> And I would like to spit it at a couple of people because why was Europe not included? I'm just, I'm livid. I'm so livid at the management of Mama Mood. I just, I, I, they should have been so much bigger than they were. And so if there is some momentum put behind Twas's name because of Psy, then I'm all here for it. I think I think a lot of the labels dropped the ball. Like I think Jesse is an easy crossover, and I've I've always easy thought Hwasa was an easy crossover into America because they already kind of give off that swag that you know the, the American swag like for musicians, right? Like Jesse mm. has that bold. I mean, I know she's technically you know from Jersey, so she has that boisterous New Yorker attitude. So when she puts it out. She's not going to be accepted as fake like Iggy Azalea was. She's going to be accepted as more authentic. You know, Hwasa performs like a a Beyonce or Rihanna, like with that attitude. So it's like, I felt like those were two easy crossovers and layups. If labels really wanted to have crossover appeal. But yeah, I I do think all of them dropped the ball on on that. A bag was fumbled. And it, I didn't see any press when Mama Moo was coming out here. Like any press no. of like, hey, come out and see this group. Like twice, I mean, they they only did New York. Like, hey, twice is coming, dude. Go check out the show. Like they should have been on every station. Like getting it in. Like yo, they're coming here. Yeah, you should check them out. This is why. Yeah, I, I, that's something that they can get better at when they're headed to the states to perform. I to like don't just send them to Good Morning America and stuff like that. There's other outlets you probably should tap into so that people that aren't aware get slightly acquainted. Like the guy we met at the Twice concert, he said he had never been to a K-pop concert before. Yeah. And he said the Twice concert was his first, but he was actually excited because yeah. uh, the girl said, uh, his girlfriend had put him on to some of the music. He's like, oh, this is cool. You know, pe- people don't even, people aren't aware of it. You know, I, my, my manager, he didn't know who, what K-pop was. And then he looked him up on Twitter I on TikTok and saw Moonlight Sunrise was all in English. It was like, and hey, that was a good song. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
if, if you're not aware of it, people aren't aware of Mama Moo. They don't hear it. No. You know? And I think if they no. did, you know, they, they probably I, show up at the concerts. I, and the thing is, though, I know that for quite a few people that I know that the whole cute thing works very well in Korea, but that as a girl group over here, that doesn't translate the same. I think mm. that's why Blackpink no. have done so well, because they do, I guess, the girl crush thing mm. incredibly. Mama Moo just had that grown woman thing from day. The yeah, egotistic no. video would mm-hmm. have. I'm just. Ooh. Let me not get started on how Mama Moo is my favorite girl group. That no, they the ball was dropped. The ball was severely <laughs> Super dropped. Super dropped. So, man, so you said that was all. The questions yes sir okay well natasha we thank you for being so gracious with your time we always thank have you for having conversations. me yes oh for sure anytime man and uh can you tell everybody about your podcast and where they can find you oh okay so my podcast is called a soulful storm all one word all lowercase and you can find it on spotify and soundcloud and it is just me and anyone who comes on, including the guys they have been on. I'm hoping you guys will come on again. You too, sure, Tenet to pee. I hear you. Like I, I want you there as well. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just us talking about K-pop and anything else that's going on in the world at the time. So I try and incorporate, you know, just like, Pop cultural news that's happening, like you know, Ocean Gate and the complete folly that that was. Um, and if you just want to hear me be like batshit crazy and <laughs> and Stan, as I very much enjoy to do, then yeah, you should listen. It's a really good time, and I try now to keep it at only an hour ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> The episodes are no longer three hours, guys. Like, we cut it down. We've really improved. <laughs> My editing skills are really good now. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where, that's where you can find my podcast. But if you actually want to hear me be a very serious human being and, like, take my job 100% seriously, then, you know, you can also follow my work on Twitter because, like, I am very, very jokey, but I'm dead ass serious about, like, writing. Yeah, man. Natasha podcast is really dope. We were on it. It gets yes, a little. We it gets a little. It gets a little <laughs> wild at times. Does you know, it really? Just a little bit. Okay. Just a little bit. <laughs> but it's definitely entertaining. So everybody should check it out, and you should definitely follow her on Twitter. Uh, you Thank know, you. you get some. Like I saw the the post she posted about somebody running up on Jackson trying to hop in the car. And I love what you said, because it's like, what was the plan? Because <laughs> <laughs> some of you are trying to reenact the fan fiction that you've read. And trust me, I know that you're trying to reenact it because I've read it too. But the thing is, though, you can't. He's not going to fall in love with you. No, not at all. Oh, dang. Because <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, like me and 1080p saw like somebody, apparently there's a group of people trying to blonde Felix from Stray Kids. I'm so sorry, what? Yeah, they're they're showing up everywhere he is with like green laser pointers, and their goal is to blind him by shooting him in the eye. That's and wild. make him right. Ten eighty p. Yeah, that's what it said. 
and uh, they had they had showed up at him coming from the airport, and they were you could see the light mm-hmm. in the background, and he got in the car too quickly, and they were trying to shoot it in through the car. Yep, and it was just like, yes. and they've been tweeting this, about it. This is an attempt of harm. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! Listen, I thought they was just throwing cell phones. No, they got now laser they got pointers. <laughs> yeah, the green laser pointers, and apparently they're mm-hmm. trying to. F- Flash it in his eyes and hoping hopes that he'll go blind. Why would you hope? Okay, no, let me stop. That's that is to a whole so, other. That's so wicked. Yeah, that is so and it's just evil. like I saw it, and I'm just like it. Kind of falls into the the Jackson thing. I don't know if she meant him harm, but you know, what's that? We mean? said all the time, like these K-pop artists are still people. What's that, Michael Jordan meme? Stop. Get some help. Okay, get some help. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm dead serious when I say I want the airport culture, that thing. I want it dead. Kill it. I'm just like, you can't trust you can't trust fans to act accordingly. They are never going to I, I'm so frightened of the day that an idol either gets severely hurt or a yeah. member of the public does. Yeah. Yeah, like you posted and that I've, video of Wan Young uh, um, from Ive, We Young from um, Ive, and like a fan ran up on her, and she kind of kept walking. And people, some people were upset that she kept moving, but it's just like, what did you want her to do in this situation? It's just like, that, and that's the thing I don't understand because netizens will turn around and say that they're ungrateful. It's it's harmful what you're doing to them. It is yes. really scary. They are getting on a plane. I, I can't. I can't stand yeah. it. I think. I think yeah. it's abhorrent behavior. And I know that these things are done in order to make them look more popular. And I just would love to say to everyone: Do you see any of the other celebrities around the world doing this? You have the biggest names in music and acting. When Tom Cruise was in South Korea. I didn't see him at the airport. Why? Because they security was like, you're using the proper exits. You're not mm-hmm. going to be yeah. bombarded. Yeah. I'd, I'd go one further. I, I do want the airport culture to stop, but I just think I like that aspect of K-pop, the super hype fandoms and stuff like that. However, there definitely should be limits on it because yeah. Some of the stuff that I see, it's just like I can't even believe you guys care that much. Yeah, like, 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 like what we were back to the 50 50 situation. You guys are saying, screw the members, get four new girls and do 50 50 again. And it's just like that's a different group. Yeah, like that type of tribalism is definitely not healthy. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think that they care. I don't think they see them as people. It's like the same way, like, how long have you seen EXO be this dominant force in K-pop? And then Chen announces that he's engaged in having a kid. They want him out of the group. And now you want him out of the group. And now when EXO, like, not um, when they're having their SM family concerts, you're doing a Black Ocean during his set. Because 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 he got married and had children, the very thing that you are going to do, mm. the, very the very thing, thing that, that you would try to do with him if you could, <laughs> right? My thing is, 
my thing is you do this black ocean stuff and everything like that. But if that was you, <laughs> you'll be married to him. <laughs> and if that was the, like, it's just. Well, he still got paid. So no, you, I'm just you, saying you, for the fans perspective. To... You're just mad because it ain't you. Like, that yeah. is so yeah. stupid to me. Y'all just mad because it ain't you. And, and how if it would was, it be you? And how if it was the fan next to you, you're going to be mad at her. Be mad. <laughs> like, you? <laughs> you, pr- you probably take her out for a chance and, yeah. risk, and risk jail time. I'm, this is yeah. so ridiculous. It's, oh, my God. And I, I just, but I just think, and don't get me wrong, they've been enabled by the fact that the culture has allowed it. That yeah, the companies yeah. have been like, oh, you want that? Because it's not like there hasn't been a history of like, oh, that person got into a relationship. Yeah, they're hightailing it out of here. We won't have it. Mm-hmm. So I just, I'm, I'm very upset by that. But airport culture, I just, I don't think it's conducive to anyone. I don't think. It does anything for the artists. I think it puts them them in harm's way, the fans and the people who are just trying to get on the plane who don't even give a flying fuck who it, that idol is. I'm just trying to make it to my plane. Mm-hmm. I think it's weird. I think that's because Sasangs do get on the plane with them. I heard a story about how Sasangs almost kidnapped EXO because they, <laughs> yeah, they hide, they got like a sim, like, my friends told me about how they got like a similar van to the one that X like SM used, and the EXO members almost got into that van. Oh my god! And I was just there like, I no, it ain't that deep. no, it's never no. That deep. What you gonna uh, do? Like, you know, I think they were trying to do. I think they were trying to reenact the shiny view video because you know how those like in the view video the white girls kidnap shiny and then they go on like a whole fun day out and then they're taking off clothes together and partying i feel like they're trying to reenact the view video and after that party you're going to jail (laughs) so you're just saying you know jail party (laughs) so have fun yeah that's bad yeah michael jordan mean that one too Goodness. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Natasha. We, we really appreciate it, man. Oh, yeah. You didn't give your Twitter handle for, for those. Oh, I mean, sorry. obviously, oh, it's going to be see, the video. See how but... useless I am at these things. <laughs> um, So it's Sam Patasha. So S A. How do I spell my name? S A M P A T A S H A on both Instagram and Twitter. But if you just put in like, Natasha Malenga, you'll actually see my professional work. And like I said, I take that very seriously. Okay. Yeah. But thank you for having me. It's been so much fun. Yes, thanks, <laughs> for thanks for coming. Come Every time. Anytime. <laughs> and let us know when you want us on yours. Anytime. Right. Listen, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will let you know soon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great.